All right. Sitting here today with my grandpa. How's it going, grandpa? Oh, good. Good today. Good. So what have you been up to? Any mushrooming? <laughs> Couple times. No luck yet. So I think it's just now starting good. So, But I'm looking forward to an opportunity to find some. Still no luck mushrooming? Not yet. Uh, I'm hoping for some. <laughs> I love them. Well, the asparagus is out. Yeah. Ended up picking up a handful just down the road here on my way. Yeah. That's, yeah, I got it, so I appreciate it. Got any plans yeah. for it? Oh, yeah. Well, I'll probably wait until tomorrow, but I mean, <laughs> asparagus is good anytime. I mean, you can just. I don't have to wait for a meal time. I just eat it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. But that's that's definitely a perk of asparagus is you yeah. don't really need a meal. You just yeah. <laughs> you just eat it. Right. Well, um, just showed you the uh, reel Ryan got me for yeah. the best man. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, I. Uh, I don't know if I think it picked up that Oriole in the background. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, a Nautilus. Yeah. The CCF. What do yeah. you think? First oh, impressions. Oh, oh yeah, I love it. I mean, it's first impressions. It's pretty amazing. So I think it's going to be, yeah, one of those things you're going to have the rest of your life probably. You know, so it's going to be you know, part of you. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yep. I um <clears throat> I was just telling you I've got to pick up got to pick up some uh, backing. I got some shooting line, some amnesia. It's uh well, it's twenty. The stuff that was on clearance, I just picked it up on clearance. Twenty five pound. Yeah. Is that usually what you run? Oh well, yeah, twenty five, thirty. You know, I, that's what I usually use. Thirty pounds. Thirty. Yeah. Yep. Yep. They had uh, 15. They had 30 in fluorescent pink, which huh. not against it, but just doesn't match the real. Right. And uh, like I was telling you, you're probably going to end up picking up a couple spools of blood red. Yeah. Because the stuff I got's a lot brighter than the real. Mm hmm. But I figured if I have it, I can kind of lay it beside the reel. It's you know, and it's better to have it and not need it than yeah, yeah, need it yeah. and not have it. Something I can throw in the vest, keep on the river. Right. Yep. So, I got a couple things here I wanted to go over with you. Steelheading. Well, you went up for opening weekend of trout. Yep. <laughs> Give me a rundown of that. Well. Uh, to my grandson DJ, and <clears throat> he'd been wanting to go trout fishing, and uh, ever since I took him last fall, last, and he loves it. So he kind of reminded me that we had, uh, you know, it was trout season opening set, you know, opening uh, day on the last Saturday in April, which is always the first day. So we went up to Baldwin and the Pier Marquette, you know. And we, oh, I don't know, we didn't, uh, caught, DJ caught a couple of small brown trout. He had hooked one that was real nice, but he got off, and then I didn't hook any for a while. Then I switched to a spinner, then I got two small rainbows. But then I was, 
casting and <clears throat> something hit my uh, reel and uh, or my uh, lure and took off downstream on me. And I thought, wow, this is a big, big brown trout. I was trying to slow him down, and all of a sudden he come out of the water. And when he came out, it was uh, I could see it was a steelhead. It was a big red stripe down the side. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was real late for steelhead. I didn't expect to see any because they usually that was usually there that time of year. You might see a straggler, but this one was pretty fresh. But he was he, he took off downstream, and he kind of finally got him stopped. And all of a sudden, my line just popped out of his mouth. So. And he just kind of moseyed downstream. I can see him. He's drifting downstream with his fins out of the water, you know, going downstream slow. Yeah. But <laughs> almost, but no cigar. <laughs> yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but at least you hooked one this year. I didn't even, yeah, I didn't even was, get out. It was fun. But I didn't hook it on my steelhead rod. I was hooking it on my little trout rod, so that made it even a little more interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but there was a lot of people who was catching some nice trout though. So, no, they were doing pretty good. But we just, well, I guess we were in the wrong spot for you know too long. We we kept moving around, but you know it was it was fun. But we just didn't have a lot of success hitting catching any big ones. That's all right. I mean, you no. got out. You know. Yeah, uh, I took a little dump in the river. So. Yeah, tell me about that. <laughs> well. Wow. We were just crossing the river, and it was almost all the way crossed, and we got, I don't know what happened. I mean, the river, it was really fast right there, and I just took a step, and I didn't, I know, my foot just went off. What I mean, I could, started stumbling, I, I went down, and then I couldn't get up. That river, that current was just, I always thought if you ever fell down in the river, like, hey, you could just get up, you know, but, well, it's a struggle trying to get up when you, the rocks are so slippery and that water's so fast. And my waders are filling up with water. I mean, and I was having a hard time. And a good thing I had DJ there. He was standing right beside me. He reached out and got me. We kind of went down. We were on shallow water, but oh, we kind of went down a little bit into the deeper. We were starting to get up the top of the waders there for DJs. But When he got you? Yeah, when we got, you know, because you went off into one of those little... You know, those shallow areas when it drops off into the deeper holes, and that's where we were at. And, but we were close to shore, so we finally got straightened out and <laughs> made it, made it out of, got it out of there finally. But I mean, I got soaked all the way through. I had to take everything off. I just hung my clothes up on a tree there to dry. I didn't have, DJ was fortunate. He had a rain jacket on, so he took that off and that was pretty dry. And that's what I wore, just a rain jacket the rest of the day there fishing. So, and I'm my, Left my clothes in a dry on a tree, and they were soaked. I mean, I, <laughs> man, I mean, I, I was soaked all the way through. When I, when I was in the water, I kept, I bobbed up and down two or three times. I had my head go underwater, but it was funny. I didn't lose my hat. But the first really? thing I, first thing <laughs> I thought of, because I, just before we got through there, I asked DJ. I says, "Where's your phone?" Because we're starting to get a little deeper water. He says, "Well, he had it up in his chest area." pocket i yep. said well okay there you're okay but i had mine on my low on my vest but it's on the you know towards the bottom there and that's what i was saying well make sure you don't get that phone wet so so when i went down that's the first thing i thought of i was trying to grab my phone but as soon as i got out of the river there man i reached in and got it and i thought oh, i jerked it out of my vest and 
I'll look at it. It wasn't too bad. There was a little water in the charging port there, but we kind of blew it out and didn't seem to hurt nothing. I mean, it was okay, so I got lucky there. I didn't, I didn't lose my hat. I didn't lose my hearing aids. <laughs> got a mouthful of water. I mean, you know, a couple of. Yeah, there's worse water to get a mouthful of. Though. Yeah, yeah. But it was cold. That's the only thing I was wrong about. Because <laughs> I got cold. Yeah, yeah. When I took my waders off and we got back to the car after we done fishing, he's like, pour water. I just took my waders out and set them upside down and poured water right out of them. What was the uh, outdoor temp? It wasn't too bad. It was probably around in the sixties. It was, you know, it was cool when uh, when the wind was blowing. When you, uh, you know, there was, so it was cool enough so your hands would get cold. You know, when you get them in the water and stuff. You know. You'd have to keep your hands warm, so it wasn't real warm, <laughs> so I didn't help. But, oh. Yeah, it was a, It was kind of funny, though. I mean, it wasn't funny because it's kind of a you know scary situation there for a minute, but DJ, he just couldn't help but keep, he was just dying laughing. He said, I'm sorry, but it's so funny. I said, might have been funny to you, but it wasn't so funny to me. I didn't know if I was going to get out of there or not. <laughs> but he said, I know I didn't either, but, but I just couldn't help it. I was just laughing, so... <laughs> Even when we got out of there, we were just laughing. I had to kind of laugh with him a little bit. So, yeah, that river, uh, a lot of weight moving every oh, second. Jeez, you know, yeah, I and know. The more, the more body you have in the water, the harder it is oh. to stay in one spot. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> the thing of it is, it was just downstream of where we were at, there was a bunch of just like a big log jam. You know, some brush and stuff sticking out. And I thought well, that wouldn't have been good if I'd have went all the way down there, because you know that water could just Push so right strong, it'll stuck you right under there. Yeah, and you can't get out. I no. mean, you, you think you can until you had, you know kind of went to, through that experience, and I thought, wow, that's kind of scary. It's, I think what I figured out what happened. I had my, uh, I put studs on my my waiter waiting boots. No felt. You took the felt off. Yeah, I or got, you put studs no, through I just the put, felt. I got you can you put the studs right in through the you know there's a. My, you know, you can wear either one. You can put studs or you can take your studs on and just use the felt. Yep. But I thought, well, I'm going to try it with studs. So, no, that wasn't, didn't work too well when it was rocks. So. No. And I took them out. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I didn't realize it until I was laying in bed that night when I got home. I thought, man, I don't know what happened. And I just happened to think, I thought, those studs probably didn't help me. But I made it a little worse. So, I, th- I took those out. So, I'll check it out next time. But. I yeah, mean, be a little more careful next time, I guess. <laughs> the studs are definitely not, not intended for the rocks. Not for the rocks, no. What um is your your headphones still good? Yeah, I just noticed. Uh, must be when I moved your mic cord there, I slid the stereo knob all the way down. I was trying to figure oh. out. It sounds like I have a little bit of echo going, but oh. it's uh. Yep. So I might have to go through and try and clean up the first five eight minutes but we'll be all right yeah so uh other than the spill (laughs) yeah it was a nice day though i mean we enjoyed it so yep you said you got a late start if i remember right well not really i mean maybe you think about the last time we went up there and we went because that was kind of a Last minute deal when I, on a Sunday I had took DJ but we got up I said I, I we, we talking in the morning when he got up I thought well we should have thought about it. could have went up steelhead fishing he said well we still can go 
I said, well, you know, probably, but we don't have a lot of time to fish. And I said, well, if you want to go, let's go. So we took off that day. And we, went, we went just steelhead fishing that day, but we didn't see much of that today. There was no, you know, hook up on with anything that day. So right. Yeah, but you did see some guys moving some nice brown trout. Oh yeah, the first weekend there. Yeah, there was some. Quite a few guys had some nice, nice trout. I mean, geez, there was one group there that there was four or five guys fishing this one, one spot, and they pretty well stayed there until they cleaned everything out of there, I guess. And they got nine trout out of there, and one of them was eighteen and a half inches. And mm-hmm. then they went downstream or upstream just a little ways, and somebody else caught one that was almost twenty. So they, and oh they, wow, yeah, they they had two monsters there, and then they had some other stuff, and pretty nice trout. And then, a lot of the people in the parking lot, they were coming up there when we were taking lunch break, and they were bringing up trout, you know, just but every one of them had two or three trout. It was like, you know, 15 inches, something like that, you know, 12, 15, 16 inches. They had nice trout. It, yeah, they were doing pretty good. What's um, legal keeper size this year? They changed rugs? <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't know if they've changed the legal on the brown trout. I know there's a size limit in the off season where I, they yeah. they can be over a certain size. Isn't it like twenty? You can yeah. keep them something like that. Nineteen. Oh, you know what? I I forgot. I, I mean, they change the every. There's certain sections. The rules change on the same river. You know, from different sections of the river. You know, some brown trout are different size. You know, than the rainbow. Then uh, you know the brook trout is, and. Uh, you have to keep up with those sections of the river you're on, so you know what kind of <laughs> what legal size limit on the your fish you're catching for. Yeah. Catching. Yep. But I mean, usually you can in that section. There's a you know when it's not trout season, when trout season ends, usually you can still keep browns if they're oh, yeah. over a certain size. Yeah, a certain size you can. Yeah, you can keep you can trout fish year round in the in the main rivers, not the tributaries. The tributaries were closed, but then it changes. Yep. The size limit just changes. So I wonder then if um, if they changed the regs this year, because I know last, I guess it wasn't maybe last few years, but they would float around a little bit on the PM there for rainbows. You know, one year I think they were 8, the next year they were 10. Mm-hmm. Then it was maybe 8 again, then up to 12. Yeah, Yeah, they changed it a lot. I don't know. I don't understand it, but they do. So they must be doing shock studies or something. Just kind of yeah. getting average size, of, uh, maybe average age of fish or average size, or yeah. maybe looking at you know drought season or whatever, factoring yeah. that in. <laughs> yeah. Well, you planning on doing any more trout fishing this year? Oh yeah, I plan on going back up and bouncing well, worms or getting. Well, a fly when rod I get out. warmer, I'm going to try. You know, we're going to use the fly rods. You know, so that's. That's really fun, so I enjoy that. So, well, I might use worms too, but I mean, I want to use my fly rod, so that's what I like to do. Yep. Yep. What are you thinking about uh, packing for the fly rod? Flies? Yep. Five weight? No, oh, the, the, fl- the, the rod. Yeah, I always pretty much use my five weight. Most, you know, I, I cover about everything you want. And, yeah, I got a nice five weight <coughs> reel and rod, so. Well, you've got about two of everything. You've got from yeah. from three weight. Yeah. You don't have a ten weight though, do you? No. Yeah. So you've got from three to nine. So yeah. I mean, right. <laughs> you know, I think it'd be yeah. three, four, five, six, seven, 
eight and nine. Yeah, don't you have like two three weights? I don't know about. I got two five weights, so I don't think I've only got one three weight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the Cortland? Uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, I think that'd be kind of fun to take up, float some dry flies with. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, and that, that time of year, it seems like you're hooking a lot of small ones and, right. you know, add a little bit of fun to, right. you know, make them feel a little bigger at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you changed your uh, floating line or anything or cleaned it? Soaped it uh, up or anything? No, I haven't done that yet. I'll do that before we, you know, get around to go fishing. So, reason I ask is I see the uh, the table we're sitting at recording is covered in fishing stuff. You got <laughs> hooks, crankbaits, spinners. Well, I'm just trying to weights. organize all my stuff here. So I, mean, <laughs> I keep getting that get a little bit done, and then I accumulate a little bit more stuff. So then I gotta try and figure out where I gotta put all <laughs> of this stuff. Now, are you accumulating because you're looking at sales, or are you accumulating because, uh... Well, it seemed like every time I go fishing, I thought, oh, man, I'm missing something. You know, I live short on something, so then I go to the store to kind of restock. And mm-hmm. I always wind up buying a couple of extra stuff I don't need, so, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. I get it. So, we've been out turkey hunting or anything? I went out this morning, but... How'd that go? Oh. I got out just a little bit late. I thought, well, how late's late? Well, I mean, about a half hour though. I mean, I I should like to have been out here just before daylight, but got about, out about six. Yeah, it was just about six o'clock when I got out there, and and no luck, nothing. Didn't hear nothing, see nothing, but didn't hear any. Didn't even hear nothing. No, usually you hear the hear them gobbling or something, you know. I just don't know. I don't think there was any around in my area this morning, so it must have been down the river or somewhere, but not around here. Yeah, it seems like, I don't know, last couple times I've been out here, it seems like there's been quite a bit of pressure to the north. Yeah. There's always at least one truck out there. Yeah. <laughs> so, what side were you hunting? East edge, south edge? I was on the west side. I mean, right up. I got a, I put a pop-up out there, right up, because I've been seeing them out in the field on the north side of my house there, so. Mm-hmm. Kind of put it along the edge of the woods there, and I kind of set a decoy right on the, right on the edge of the wood, just so a deer, or, I mean, a, you know, turkey come out of there. You can see it from all the way around, you know, in the woods or on the north side or even on the west side by the road. It becomes across the road. But not this morning, so. Have you sat the south side of the property at all out here? South side? Yeah. Not yet, no. No. Yeah, I think that might be a good uh, yeah. good strategy because, yeah, you know, know, they got that little lane, that little, that two-track back yeah, in there. Right. Seems yeah. like that might be a good spot to try and yeah, that's, bushwhack one. Yeah. Coming out, I mean, even if you set up there, you might have a Tom just walk through the woods right. on that two-track just to poke his head in the field and see if he can see any ladies. Mm-hmm. You know, even if he doesn't enter the field or whatever. You're right. Yeah. If he happens to see a fake lady, you know. Yeah. Might not be a terrible <laughs> thing. Right. Might be a good thing for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I see you have a couple box calls and you got some slate calls around here, push button. Yeah. What was your uh, approach this morning? Well, I used my slate call mostly. 
and those. I mean, the box call, and I, I used a slate call too, but I didn't use any mouth calls. Not this morning. Starting with Yelps? You what? You start with uh, Yelps? Yeah. Putts, purrs? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, the Yelps mostly when I started. That's how I started this morning, but nothing happened this morning, so I don't know. It's kind of quiet. Just heard some weird bird. I never get, I was in my pop-up, so he was pretty close, but I couldn't see him. I wanted to figure out what it was, but he was really making a lot of noise, and I was thinking, well, I'm going to get a recording of it and see if I can figure out what kind of a bird it was. But about that time, I figured it out. I, he was, he's kind of left. He took off on me, so. <laughs> he didn't even get a recording? No. Uh. Yeah, no, I kind of was, I didn't think about it first, and I just said, well, I like to know what kind of bird that is, so. You sure making a lot of racket. Yeah. Um, uh, the Audubon, is it the Audubon Society? Oh, one of the ornith- ornithological, one of, one of the big ones there. I think it's Audubon. They have an app. And um, I've been hearing a lot of good. Actually, now that I think about it, I think... Uh, Steve Ranella was talking about it this week on Meat Eater too. About he was out turkey hunting, using it to identify birds. And oh yeah, I'll see if I can't download it for you before we get out of here. Oh good. Yeah, it's uh, basically yeah. it'll just pick up all the birds that are going. Uh huh. And then you know you can see all the birds on your, you know, and then as they're singing, their name will light up. Oh yeah, that would be neat. But there might be you know out here you'll probably hear. Depending on the time of day you do it, you might have 14 birds on your, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, on your list, and then there might be eight at a time that are lighting up between the Orioles and the Grosbeaks, the Robins, mm-hmm. you know, the Finches, all that good yeah. stuff. Sparrows, not so well. I don't know. Whitecaps do sing a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Which you said you saw the Whitecap. He's back. Yeah, I just seen him a couple of days ago. First time I seen him. So hummingbirds are back. Hummingbirds are back. Yeah. Swallows have been back, right? A couple weeks now. Yeah, yeah. Most of the birds are back. Usually, hummingbirds are uh, rounding up. They're the caboose. Yeah. So, about everything else should be back now. Yeah, my daughter told me she had hummingbirds. You know, and I, really, I didn't. I hadn't seen any outside the well. Okay, I'm putting my feeders out. And she's, but the next day after that, she told me that I showed up here. So they've been here since. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you didn't have any hanging out in the window like usual? Not le- yet. Letting no. you know that uh, you need to feed them? <laughs> no, not this year. Usually they fly right <laughs> up the window and just sit there and like, come on, I'm hungry. Yep, hovering. Yeah, they just hover there like right by the window like, come on, let's go. Yep, looking in the window, letting you know yep. they're back. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you have uh, <clears throat> quite a collection of them out here when they're out here, though. You'll have oh, geez, yeah. like 20 at a time, yeah. you know. Yeah, they're actually pretty good weather predictors too. Seems uh, seems like before it's going to rain, they get super active. All right, yeah. No, I go through a lot of hummingbird food. When I... Gallons, oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> a week. Yeah, I'm always seem like I'm always making hummingbird food. Going through a lot of sugar. Yep, have to put that on the daily to do list. Right. You know, get up every morning, make a gallon. Yeah. <laughs> of course, I got quite a few feeders, but you know. They go through a lot. Have you got a strategy to mitigate ants and wasps this year? Well, 
Not really. I mean, I don't know. There's not much you can do. I, all you can do is, a, you know, they got the moats and stuff, you know, if you can, on most of your feeders, but you put the water in there and that helps, but I don't know. I have more trouble with bees than anything else. You know, the bees would like to take over my hummingbird feeders. So they'll, be able, they'll just start, you know, look like a big swarm of them on there. They can hardly see my hummingbird feeders. Sometimes they'll just be like hundreds of them on there. And once you get them off there, then I'll just have to take my feeder down, so. Yeah, there's uh, usually honeybees Yeah, are the big ones. I mean, they don't really bother you, but right. when you start getting the wasps, you know. Oh, yeah. That gets... That gets pretty sketchy. Yeah. You know, especially when it gets hot. <laughs> Seems like they, you know, like most people, when it gets hot, they just kind of get... Huh. Fridge. Oh, <laughs> when yeah. it gets hot, they get loud, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yep. As far as their anger, they get pretty, pretty yeah, aggressive. Yeah, I know. Sometimes you never know. I'm going to just be aggressive sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, bald face hornets will be back. Well, they're back, but just mm -hmm. they'll be making nests so over the next month or so just kind of keep your eyes up you know get them get them early if you can before they build a whole colony to last the, the summer yeah you know if you can get that nest while it's small right go out there at night nip it you can kind of yeah get rid of those guys but yeah yeah i think it was it was a couple years ago there was that one on the edge of the field Oh, right, yeah, when you go through there with a the car, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was hanging down so low. Jeez. Yeah. yeah, I'll have to find the video because the moonroof, it was touching the moonroof yeah. going through, so I got a pretty cool video of them all going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we got them to take care of those, so. Yeah. Yeah, whether it's a uh, few shotgun shells or. Yeah. Anything usually is pretty good exterminator putting some seven and a half shot in them, right? Give them a little bit of range so those little BBs will cut up as many of those wasps as possible, right? You know, yeah, I had the same thing last year, right on, right on back, right on uh, the oak tree out there by the barn. Remember those? Oh, I yeah, wind up blowing up them right off because I. I'd knock them all off in there, but then they would, you wouldn't kill all of them, and the ones that were left would start rebuilding again. So they keep shooting them and shooting them. <laughs> yeah. Finally, I had to just keep shooting them. I knocked that limb, blew the limb off, you know, so then yeah, finally got rid of them. I don't know if you remember that one that was uh, out here in the swale. It was probably like 10 years back. But, I mean, I ended up shooting the limb off at probably 80 yards oh. with a 22 mag yeah i remember that now and all you're talking about i couldn't remember that when you shoot yeah you shot that limb off in there yeah i yeah i remember that i couldn't when you first start, started talking about it i couldn't remember it, but now i do remember that yep i mean that's just a testament to that that savage that thing is attack driver uh-huh you know i think i put like three rounds in that branch at 80 yards and it took care of those bees yep <laughs> yeah yep. knocked the whole yeah knocked the limb down knocked the whole beehive down it came down <laughs> yeah yeah that was pretty fun you don't get to do that very often usually it's you know you walk up on them with a shotgun in the evening or the morning and mm -hmm. dump as many as you can in there as quick as possible yeah and then run yeah you know or at yeah. least you know keep your eye on them if you see a black swarm coming at you then you run but <laughs> right 
they can fly so much faster than you can run. It's almost better to dump, turn, sprint, <laughs> then look yeah. back, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, you don't want to muscle them angry bees. No, not fun, especially no. bald face. Yeah. I mean, they scare me, but I don't want to say they scare me. I'm definitely a lot more aware, you know, a lot more uh, timid around them. But the ones that scare me are the ground ground bees. Yeah. Ground bees are the worst. <laughs> yeah, I've always have, always have some of them around here about every year. I have to take care of those. Yeah, I can't, I can't even. Uh, ground bees are the worst. <laughs> Something about them. You know, you'd, one, you don't know they're there, so it's always a surprise. Oh, yeah, that's that's what it's so bad about. I mean, walk right up to them, and then all of a sudden, they, just, they got you surrounded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they stick right to you, yeah. oh, you know. Those yeah. bald face stick to you, too, but there's something about those yellow jackets, those yeah. ground bees coming out of the ground. Mm-hmm. You know. I, you know, they they must be able to feel your vibration or something because it, it takes a second for the bald face swarm to really get you. <laughs> but those ground bees, there it seems like the whole swarm's on you so quick. Yeah, for sure. Well, I don't know how they. Yeah, they can do it. You got any good ground bee stories? <laughs> well, other than he's, I don't, Matt. You remember? The, you remember the mountain one, right? Well, you was, well, you was uh, yeah, I was there. Yeah, you was there. Those were bald face, though. Yeah. Well, that was a nasty one, but I wasn't there. But <clears throat> you could probably tell that story, man, because I wasn't there, but I know. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, Zam. It was Zam, Jaden. I think Brandon was there too. Greg and Brandon, and Brickell. Yeah, Brickell, yeah. And Matt. It might not have been Brandon. It might have just been Greg. But anyway, no, there was, uh, <clears throat> that's over by the, where you can go up on that survey platform. Yeah. And it, <laughs> so we're taking a walk out in the woods, looking at, Matt actually took us over there to, that's back before they drained that area of the wetlands, so there were a lot of carp in there, and it was pretty easy to see carp, catch carp, whatever, so he took us over there with some hot dogs. Just throwing some hot dogs out on the water to see if we he couldn't call any carp in for us. So we're sitting out there for, I don't know, half an hour or so. And kids being kids, we started getting reckless, or restless. So we were going to take a walk back and get up on that platform. So he walked us back there. And it was taped off. And uh, he's like, I don't know why it's taped off. It looks pretty sturdy. You know, <laughs> so he's like, oh, I'll go check it out. So he went up to check it out, and Jaden was probably only three. Zam and I were, oh man, maybe nine, <laughs> you know, maybe eight, nine. Raquel was probably about the same age, three, four. I don't <laughs> know, maybe they were four and we were ten. It was somewhere in that range, but anyway. He's, Matt started going up the stairs, and Jaden started following him, and he tells Jaden no. And you remember how Jaden was. <laughs> yeah. You know, couldn't tell him anything. Yeah. Had a mouth like a drunk sailor, <laughs> you know, no restraint. And so anyway, Matt keeps going up, 
gets around the landing, and then Jaden decides he's going to go up. So Zam and I are yelling at him, no, no, don't go up, you know. And uh, he followed him up, and I didn't see it personally, but Matt said, because that's back when it had a roof on it, and it had like a, I can't remember if it had a roof or not, but it had a ledge, like a bench. And he said, well, the platform, just to give listeners an idea, is probably... What do you think, 20 by 20 when you get up there? Yeah. It's pretty big. Yeah. And one whole side was a bench. And he said that most of that one side was a big wasp nest. <laughs> and the second he saw it, he started running down the stairs, I'm assuming because bees were following him. And uh, Jaden was just getting up to that landing. He might have been like two steps short. And we hear Matt skipping steps, clump, clump, clump. <laughs> And then he get lands on the landing, and uh, Jaden's right there on the stairs, and he scooped up Jaden, took like two strides. You know, he was probably ten foot up at this point. He took two strides getting on the stairs, literally probably skipped five five steps, you know, each stride, and then just yells, run. And uh, he handed, handed Jaden to Sam, he scooped up Raquel, and then I'm pretty sure it was Greg. And I just scooped up Greg, and we just started sprinting. And, uh, I mean, we were getting stung in the back and stuff, and we made it probably, I don't know, I want to say 80 to 100 yards before, you know, we quit. Because Zam and I were in the back. Like, Matt was so far ahead of us. And <laughs> I kept feeling him hit me, you know, just fly into me. And I mean, it literally felt like somebody throwing a rock at you, you know. And I was running away, and they were hitting me that hard. And uh, we got, like I said, probably about 100, 100 yards or so before they kind of thinned out in the air around us and jogged a little further. And, you know, he sat, Matt sat Raquel down and started investigating everybody, seeing how bad the stings were. I only had a couple on my back and, like, one on my neck, but my adrenaline was going so bad, like, they didn't really hurt at the time. Zam had a couple, but Jaden... The way he had Jaden over his shoulder, one stung Jaden right up, like right above the eye, right on the eyelid or something, and his eye was just swollen shut. I don't know if you remember that. It was it was bad. <laughs> yeah. He took like two to the face, I think one to a cheek, and then you know yeah. the one to the eye. Yeah. But they got Jaden pretty good, and uh, he ended up. Matt had. Your binoculars, if I remember right, dra yeah, dropped I, them, left them up there. Yeah, I know. I, I was going to say, I didn't know if you remember that, but I was just going to, you know, jump in there. Yeah. Matt took my binoculars over there, and that was the last time I seen those. <laughs> <laughs> yep, he went up the platform with them. Yeah. But when he uh, came down, he didn't have them. No, and then he wasn't going to go back and get them. No. <laughs> <laughs> yep, so, uh, you know, we came back and. That was a thing for a while. I think Jaden's actually, I don't know if he still is, but for a while he was allergic to bee stings after that. Jeez. You know? Yeah. yeah. He had to had to carry around a pen, I think, or something like that. But, mm -hmm. yeah, that was that was a sketchy one. Right. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that was, yeah, that's one of those things that happen once in a while. I guess you start, well, that's what I'm saying. You know, it's like those ground bees, and they, they, they surprise you, you know, if you didn't know they're there, and all of a sudden, well, you're in trouble. 
Well, I mean, the caution tape was up. So, yeah, you know, that's I'm true. Not, Matt I'm not gonna, gonna, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So I guess I'm you, not going to absolve him of all the, uh, you know. Yeah, Matt felt pretty bad about that because while everybody got kids got stung up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a rough one. <laughs> yep, good old bees. Not a fan of the bees. No. Nope. Or the wasps. Oh, the bees I'm a fan of. It's the wasps mainly. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't seem to care. Yeah. You've got those, uh, I don't even know what they're called, but you have those big, the big black and red ones out here in the summertime that burrow too. Uh-huh. Never been stung by one of those and I don't want to be, or bit by one, I don't want to be. But, no. <laughs> but when you look at them, I mean, they are intimidating. Yep. You know what those are called? No, I don't. Not without, no, I, I'd have to, no, I don't really know without looking it up or anything, but never did figure out what they were, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, just thinking about uh, the bird, the bird app. I think it's Cornell. Oh yeah. I think it's a Cornell app. Because I was yeah. just thinking, I wonder if there's one for wasp where you can take a picture and. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Either way, I'll find it. I'll find it for you. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, so other than that, turkey hunting, we got away from that a little bit. <laughs> you got the late season tag. Yeah. How many times do you think you've been out? Oh, well, I've only been out three times is all, so, but, and I'm going to be gone for a few days, so I won't be able to, when I get back, I plan on, you know, getting out as much as I could, I can. <laughs> Hopefully I'll have a, see something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, one of the things I actually had on the list was the trip you're going to be taking. Oh, really? So we'll get, we can cover that if you want. Where are you going? Well, the first night we're going to Marquette. I'm going to spend a the night there. We'll get there in the afternoon, so we'll have that rest of the afternoon. Then the next morning we're going to Holton Hancock. We're going to be there for. Two nights, I guess, or three nights. I don't. Depends on whether we spend spend that on when that last night. We could spend another day there. But where is that at? Well, it's almost to the Copper Harbor. It's up in that area. So and we might even wind up going to the Copper Harbor. So because never been there, and I was just talking to John the the other day, and he said he was up there, and it was kind of interesting. One, they got a, actually got a copper mine. Up there, you know, it's an operational. So, yeah, there's quite a few of them, but there's yeah. there's one they do tours. Yeah, and he was telling me about this. You can do tours. You can go down in the mines. I thought, well, that'd be interesting. But then I thought about it, and I thought, no, I don't think so because I don't want to be underground. I'm telling you, I it scares me. Claustrophobic. Yeah, I mean, I've been to Mammoth Cave, you know. And that was okay, because you go down there and there's, you know, there's pretty spacious areas, you know. You can walk all the way down through there, you know. And it was kind of neat. I liked that, but I don't know if I could, uh, you know, go through a mine shaft or something. When there's just so, you know, I don't know what it's like, but if there was something like that, I, well, I couldn't take it. I'll have to, uh, I'll have to hop on and show you the one one I'm thinking of, because there, there's three levels of tour. I think there's one that's like an hour tour, one that's like a three-hour tour, 
and then one that's a five-hour tour where they actually let you go down. I think they give you lunch, and they let you actually mine a piece of copper. Really? Wow. If I remember <laughs> right. Because, we, we, you know, when we took Kia up, that's one of the things I was looking into doing is getting her in the copper in the mine, you know. Yeah. John told me he bought a piece of copper, you know, but he bought it somewhere. But bought he didn't it. mine his own. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, if I had lots of space underground, you know, I could probably deal with that, but I don't know. Yeah, well, if you're going to be up in that area, one thing I would highly recommend to do is stop at the A.E. Seaman. It's a museum up there, the Rock and Gem Museum. Where's that at? That's in Hancock or Copper Harbor? No, that's, uh, if you're going to be up in Copper Harbor, it's kind of on the way. It's at, um... Oh, uh, it's at the, what's that school up there, Michigan Tech? Yeah. Yeah, it's up there, basically on the Michigan Tech campus, but, you know, it's going up across the peninsula there, or up into the peninsula. It's basically at the base of the peninsula. Uh, when We stayed in Trassel, and we were only, you know, maybe 20 minutes, half hour from it. Hmm. So we ended up spending some time there, and I'll tell you what, that is amazing. Oh. I'd like to go up there again just to go to the museum and spend more time in there. Like it's it's incredible. They got meteorites, you know, dinosaur <laughs> eggs, of course copper, gold, quartz, coal. Everything oh. they got they literally everything in there. Oh, well let's try and remember that. Yep. They've got uh, a piece of copper they pulled out of Superior. Not too far offshore. From there, and uh, it's the biggest single piece of copper, you know, yeah. found. Jeez. I don't, I think ever. Mm -hmm. Wow! But it was just laying on the bottom of Superior. There were some divers out there, and they saw it. They ended up bringing it up, and now that's staged out in the. Jeez! Yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, it is. Pretty crazy stuff. I mean, it's when you see it, it's like, wow. That's one solid piece of copper, you know. <laughs> and just the fact it was laying on the bottom of the lake. Uh-huh. It's pretty curious. Yeah. I don't really understand. Right. Yeah, it is How or why. Strange. You know, maybe a boat dumped it or well, something. But yeah, there's so many things that, <laughs> that us humans, I guess, don't have answers for. Yeah, they even have pictures of it underwater, too, if I remember right, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, either that or I looked it up online and saw a pic Well, I'm sure you can probably look it up online anyway and see pictures of it. Yeah. But it's something to see it in person, for right. sure. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yep, crazy. Crazy. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I would definitely recommend that. Um, where did you, you say you're staying the night at? Well, first night we're going to stay at Marquette. So, okay. How, like how close to the about 10-minute really, drive from the lake? Oh, it's right there. I think it's right on the lake, you know. Where you're staying? Pretty yeah. close? Yeah, that's right there on the Lake Superior, I mean. I'll have to do some looking then and see. I'll have to send you a, a beach or two to go out to. I'll send you with one of my UV lights and see if you can't find a Uper light or two while you're up there. Oh, yeah. That'd be neat. Yeah. Cause Cheryl said something about we're gonna we'll go out for supper the 
there's some restaurant she wants to go to. It's right, right on the shoreline. You can see Lake Superior right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a beautiful area. Yeah. You know. Yeah, everybody. Well, it's really hilly area, you know. And oh, yeah. It's, you know, up and down. <laughs> yeah. And I just got, what was it, May 1st? Two foot of snow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, I checked the weather out. It's going to be a little bit cooler. One day it's going to be in the 60s, but the rest of the day it's only going to be like in the 50s, so it'll be a little cooler weather, but that's okay. Yeah, that's not bad. No. Yeah, and you said three days, right? Yeah, three or four. We have, just depends on when we want to spend out, stay one more night after Cheryl's done with her work. So Let's see. So the first night, probably going to be the... Best night for you to be uh, to get access to the lake at night, I guess. Houghton, Houghton's still pretty close. Yeah. So I guess maybe the only the only thing actually Houghton. Let's see here. They've been seen. I think that might be where the museum is. Now that I think about it. Oh, really? So while you're there, yeah, you're gonna be there on Monday. You said. No, I was leaving Saturday, going to Marquette, and we're just spending that Saturday night in Marquette, and then Sunday we're going to, we get up Sunday morning, we're going to go Holton, Hancock. Okay. Yeah, so Sunday, what what are you going to be doing while she's working? Well, I don't know. That's what I'm, you know, I got her, I'm going to take her to work, and then I got, I'm going to be, I got the whole day after that until I pick her up. So I don't know where I haven't really had made up my plans until we, until I get there, I guess, and see. Because Cheryl was telling me she's got to see, you know, look, do some little research, see what we, what's going, what, what we can do up there, you know. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the um, the Quincy mine is up there. Once you start working your way up the peninsula, there's those mine dumps. Uh huh. So if you get bored, there's always the mine dump, huh. you know, yeah. which, which I mean, you can, you know, we took Kia just looking for scrap copper in the mine dump and we ended up finding a drill bit, you know, a stone bit. Oh yeah. Found a couple of pieces of rock that had copper in it, but nothing crazy. Obviously yeah. they're taking the majority of it, but right. um, I was oh. just going to pop on really quick and see, whoop, see what time that museum is open. Because Sunday, I think, is the day we actually took her. Let's see. But yeah, I would highly recommend it. If she's going to be working, I'd say take her too. But if she's going to be working too late, then obviously it's going to be pretty difficult to... Yeah, she usually gets done about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. But so she'll be all done Wednesday afternoon. But I mean, you know, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, she will shoot. Know, got to take it there in the morning, and she probably won't get done until three o'clock, probably. So, what's she going to be doing exactly for? Well, it's a program for for the school systems for you know help uh, children. You know, there are kids out that are mentally and maybe physically. And, you know, handicapped a little. 
Yeah, some special needs. Special needs, yeah. I mean, you know, then they go all the way up there, so those the people in the UP there can kind of, you know, congregate there so they can get all the, inf- you know, the new information stuff, you know, the knowledge that they hey, you, know, you can use and things they can do to help the kids and stuff, you know. So she just sets everything up and... Uh, She's not one of the, uh, not a teacher or, you know, one of the coordinators or anything. She just, uh, just I don't know exactly what she does do, really, to tell you the truth. I don't know how to explain it, but, but that's what she does. So, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, oops, the chair's a little squeaky every time I move oh, it yeah. creaks. Yeah, that's uh, God's work. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I just looked up the hours. I guess I must have been a mistake, and they're only open Monday to Saturday, nine to five. So, what, nine to you know, five o'clock. Okay. What time are you leaving Saturday morning? Well, we're gonna leave here. We're not gonna leave real early because we're gonna leave about nine o'clock. I think you know. So, oof, it's, it's about we'll be getting up to around five. Yeah, maybe it's six. A, it's a six-hour drive. Without, you know, non-stop, without stopping. So right. Gonna, yeah, we're going to stop a couple of times, so it's going to take, you know, seven, eight hours, maybe something, I don't know. Yeah, you don't want to rush it. No. Hmm. Well, if you guys are hanging out in that area Monday, I would definitely recommend you uh, stop at that museum. Anybody that's listening, I, I highly recommend if you get a chance, go to that museum and... um Go there with time, you know, at least two hours. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we spent, I think we spent close to three in there, and I felt rushed, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Because there's, there's a lot of, you know, stones and all that good stuff, gems to look at, but there's also a lot of uh, history in there, so yeah, you get reading things. and Right. I mean, you get lost in it for sure. You know, they show you some of the old mine equipment that they used to use, and then you can read it. You know, some of the stories on it and all that good stuff, how it was used, you know, how much certain mines put out as far as copper. And I think there was even a gold mine up there active at one time. So there's hmm. there's a lot of cool stuff in there. Yeah. That's so interesting. I like that stuff. I'll send you um, a list, too. If you're not going to have anything to do, I'll send you a, a list I have on Google that's got a bunch of waterfalls in that area that way you're not having to travel across the whole up yeah and a lot of them are probably open now there's there were a few that would be uh in a little park around private property or whatever right and i mean they would be closed Mm -hmm. you know like when we took kia up there were a few that were closed and i took brie up for her birthday a couple years ago and there were a couple that were closed and that was september oh yeah you know but for the most part, I mean, there's a lot to do up there. It's just all all scenic stuff. Yeah. Huh? Take a trout rod with you. Yeah, I think I will. I might just do that. I was thinking about that. I think I will take a trout rod. Yep. Do some trout fishing. Yeah. Catch a couple of brook trout. Yeah. You know. Yep. There's a lot yeah. of little yeah, cr- little little yeah. creeks basically. Right. That's where those brook trout are. Those cold streams when those where they start. Yeah, and I mean, you know, don't uh, don't anticipate being able to have a whole bunch of casting room on them either. No, I don't. A lot yeah. of them are pretty small. Pretty small, yeah. And don't... <laughs> just kind of flip. 
Don't do your studs. No, I wouldn't wear them again. That's all shale up there too, so it's I kinda definitely felt territory. <laughs> I got taught a pretty good lesson there, so I don't you know that one that I won't forget. I don't yeah. like it. That water didn't taste that good. Well, the taste is one thing, but the air, you know. Yeah, and it's cold. <laughs> Seems I would soak my whole body. Yeah, you get out of that water. I mean, you know, I'm glad you made it out, but, you know. Yeah. It's, it's that air when you get out after you're soaked. Oh, it is. That, yep. You know, that wind whipping down the river <laughs> doesn't help. Yeah, I didn't even want to. I had to take my clothes up, but I was, you know. It's cold, man. But <laughs> I was soaked, but I didn't, still didn't want to take my clothes off because it was so, you know, once you take your clothes off, oh, man, that was cold. and Even colder. Yeah. yeah. Then I just got GJ's little, little light rain jacket. Yep. But it helped. And, you know, I mean, if you'd have been to camp and that's one thing, go back to camp for change. Yeah. But. yeah, that's another <laughs> thing, too. I said, I usually take... Another pair of clothes of me, you know, change the clothes, but I didn't do it that time. I thought I'd you know, take my chances. Yeah. So next time I'll just make sure I got another pair of pants <laughs> and a shirt or something. <laughs> yeah. That's that's always a safe bet anyway, especially if, uh, yeah. you know, right. something to change into when you get out of waders yeah. even. Yeah, I know. You know. I dress a little bit different when I'm wearing waders. Right. I usually run sweats now because jeans all through youth and... Even into my teens, jeans were the uh, go-to. But, man, when it's hot, jeans are terrible. And when it's cold, they help a little bit, but they're not comfortable. No. You know? I mean, you put a base layer on, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, some leggings or, Mm -hmm. you know, another layer of sweats, sleep pants even, some pajama bottoms. You can get by with a lot. Uh (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh Thinking about taking the waders if you if you're gonna take the rod? I don't know. I didn't even I probably will. I'll probably take my little my waders. Take the dry plus? The ultralights. Oh yeah. 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 Yep, small pack and put them in your mm-hmm. net bag or whatever you want to call it. The yeah. breathe breathable bag and fly rod tube won't take up much room. No. You know? I mean even if you just put a spinning rod in there. Yeah. Bounce worms. Yeah, there's a couple, couple of pretty nice lakes up there too. He won't be too far from Portage, Portage Lake. Uh huh. You know. Oh yeah, there's a lot of places to go and see, but so I'm kind of looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to try and remember tomorrow when I see you. I'll okay. Give you my UV light. That way you can, if you're gonna be that close to the lake, I mean, go see the sunset, and then for about. I mean, really, however long you feel like being up after sunset, just look for some Uper lights. Uh-huh. You'll probably see people out there. If you watch the sunset over the lake, you'll see people looking with their lights. Getting pretty popular. Uh-huh. But, I mean, even if you just find one, you know. Oh, yeah. That'd be neat. Yeah. But talking about lights, Cheryl said something. I noticed, I've seen a couple of times on my phone, you know, the people that... The northern lights up there this year have been really, it's been certain times, you know, they've been really, man, really been something. So he said, maybe we could, maybe that'll work for us. Maybe I'll get a chance to see the Borealis or something, you know. (laughs) You know, I heard that. I heard they've been, even over, like, by Bay City, Saginaw Bay, they were seeing them pretty good over there, too. Yeah. Yep. 
Something I've never seen. Oh, man, I've seen some awesome ones, but even around here, but get up farther north and when you got, you know, farther north you go, I guess the better it's going to be, but it's like that's why it's so good when you get way yeah. up north. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what they're called. Yeah, that's the why they call them northern lights, I guess. <laughs> yeah. The all northern lights. Yeah. So, uh, waterfalls, though. You, you ever done a, any waterfall tours uh, up there? I'm not really, uh, uh, I've seen a few, or a couple of them around up in the UP before, but not a lot. I know there's a lot of them up there, but I just seen some. I've always been interested in that, though. So. Yeah. There, like I said, if you got some time while she's working, you yeah. know, there's, you know, I'll have to get a little more detail about the area. Um, you know, I'll look at my map because I've got them saved all over the UP. So I'll just start a little folder oh. for you in the areas you're going to be in. And, yeah, you know, you might even see a bear. <laughs> Good time of year to run into a bear crossing the road up there. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know, that could happen. I think there's actually uh, moose up there, too. But Cheryl did tell me that. Yeah, he said, there's moose in that area. Mm-hmm. Which I think would be pretty cool. Yeah, that would be neat, but yeah. It's pretty hard to... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless it's a cow with her. Yeah. <laughs> you know, then maybe not, but cow with Yeah, and as long as you give them some space. You don't like the, you know, these... Don't crowd them. They might not like it in a place. You know, they're just a whole lot bigger than you are. <laughs> yeah, they're huge. I'd love to see one in person. Yeah. You know. Do we do a moose season in Michigan? Do you know if you can no, I don't draw a moose tag? No, I've never heard of a moose tag. Moose season, I don't know if that'll ever happen. I don't know how they regulate you know, having so many to whether they ever get to a point where they'd be able to allow hunting for, you know. There isn't that many total now, so I don't know if they'd ever wind up hunting enough to, for, for people to hunt more. Well, as long as the UP doesn't start getting developed like Michigan south of 57 here, you know. <laughs> basically no no forest Yeah. once you start heading south. As yeah. long as it doesn't turn into that. Mm-hmm. You know, northern Wisconsin's pretty decent, so I can't imagine that it happened too quick, but as long as there's a little bit of a kibosh on it or a slow development, I think there might be a chance for a good population to get established. Could be. But it's like in the U, you know, on Isle Royal there when the moose up there. They you, they just get too many moose and there's uh you start getting overpopulated and then the wolves take them down, so, you know, then they kind of regulate themselves there. And again, when the moves, wolves get too many, there's not enough food for them, and then they kind of die out, so it just kind of goes, you know, it's Mother Nature taking care of that situation. But I don't know how bad the wolves are or not, you know, that area up there. Where, I mean, I don't say how bad, how many of them there is, you know, how many moose they might kill. Well, <clears throat> you got to remember, too, that that lake freezes, and... You know, yeah. it's a highway for those oh, yeah. the critter, the moose, and right. the wolves to kind of float around. and Yeah, they can go back and forth when it freezes up. Yep, kind of do whatever they want. Well, not whatever they want, but 
if they want to leave the island, it's a little easier when it's frozen. You know, yeah. I, th- I think they fly them in there when they when they stock it. So, you know, and then you spend all that money, and then you track it, and in that fall, mm-hmm. winter, everything freezes up, and they're gone. <laughs> I think actually one died a couple years ago because uh, it was chewing on a branch that got stuck across the roof of its mouth uh, between its teeth, and it couldn't eat. So I think it actually died of starvation. Uh-huh. I think that was up in Isle Royal. Uh-huh. I'll have to look that up. I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure... Pretty sure, if I remember right, that it was up there. Mm-hmm. Just a freak, freak thing to happen, you know? Yep. Yeah, it's a little different out in the wild. You know, you can't take him, you don't go to the vet, get that taken care of. Yeah. <laughs> like if your dog gets something, you know, it's stuck in his throat. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of, uh, you end of the line there if you're out in the wild. Yeah, you got porcupine, pretty, pretty prevalent, you know? Yeah. The further north you get. I mean, right. occasionally you'll see them hit, you know, around Mount Pleasant, Clare area, but yeah, it's about the furthest south I've ever seen them, and it seems yeah, like they get pretty prevalent the further north you right. go. I seen one, you know, dead on the road there when we was up there trout fishing. DJ was sleeping, so I was, I, I was going to stop and show him, but he was, he was out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On your way up? No, it's on the way home because mm. he had a headache, so he kind of passed out. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I usually like to stop, you know, take a couple of them quills out. Oh yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, I do remember seeing one dead by Alma. Oh really? Yeah. It was actually um, kind of by the bowling alley there on Loose Road, just oh, yeah. just south of Forty Six there. Huh. Oh, I've never seen one around that close. Yep, that's the closest one I've ever seen. Hmm. Closest to down here, at least, you know, furthest, furthest yeah. south one I've ever seen. Dad, yeah. never seen one alive yeah. this far south, but... Right. Yep. Random, you know? Uh, yeah, I know. I've heard that, like, porcupine's about the only thing you can't eat. I mean, I don't know why, because it's so bad. It tastes so bad, you can't eat it. <laughs> or maybe, I mean... I don't know. They predators probably, you know, they still try and kill them, but I don't know if predators could eat them. But I don't know. If, I know it may not be true, but I just seem like I've heard that before. So porcupine is like not horrible. Can't eat it. No, I. I mean, I'm sure it's edible. The way I look at it, it's got to be tasty because it's covered in quills. You know, something you work hard to get to. Yeah. Usually, the harder you got to work for a meal, the better it is. Yeah. You know. Usually, not always, <laughs> but definitely, uh, you know, if you go by that philosophy, it probably tastes like bacon. Yeah. You know, that's a hard nut to crack right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Muskrat, though, I mean, muskrats aren't very hard to get, and they're pretty good, you know. Mm-hmm. And then on the other hand, you got raccoons. I can't imagine Jeez, uh, trying to catch a raccoon, and they're not that good. Or coyote. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of people <laughs> like them, but I don't like it. I've had it a couple of times. Cover coon, you know, so. Barbecued. Yep. It's not terrible. I mean, it's. Well, I guess it. It's gamey, but it's kind of yeah, like. Yeah, it's really gamey. Kind of like. I don't know. It kind of reminds me of venison with bacon grease. You know? <laughs> really gamey and greasy. Not really. Deer's yeah. not as gamey, I guess, as raccoon. 
I'd have better luck eating a coon if I went and had to, you know, skin them and clean them a couple of them. Man, this thing's so bad in it. All that fat and greasy stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Man. Especially around here, though, because you got to imagine there's they're getting a lot of a lot of stuff out of the water, you know, crayfish and everything else. So I can't imagine that that translates the best into the oils and the fat or <laughs> even the taste of the meat. You know, that's probably a lot of what it is. Yeah. You start getting closer to the fall, where all those raccoons are eating corn and. Everything else, yeah, it might clean up a little yeah, better. it might be better then. Yeah. Well, you were mentioning you're back to battling the raccoons. <laughs> yep. Constant battle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they destroyed a bunch of my uh, bird feeders. and Jeez. I don't know why. They won't leave me alone, so. Cage traps. Yeah, I have to keep trapping them. How many cage traps do you think you've gone through the last couple of years? Cause well, that's amazing how those coons can tear those traps apart. Like you'd have to, you can tell any people about it, but you'd have to see it. You know, they're so clever, so strong. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. I, I first, you know, Kellen bought me a couple of traps. You know, we were first having trouble, you know, problems with those coons, and I, well, they worked pretty good for, I don't know, one or two. Sets or something. By that time, you know, coons have got, they get caught in there and they can rip that thing apart. I mean, you're trying to repair it, like you repair it a little bit, you know, after so many times, there's, there's nothing left. You know, you just buy a new one. So I bought, so I got a new one that's a little bigger and a little heavy duty. I said, well, okay, now, now I got them. You know, they can't get out of this one. Wrong. <laughs> I got this one. I've had it, I don't know, it seemed like, I've seen them cutting that trap. I mean, man, they'll just, they get a hold of something and they'll just start pulling and pushing and, you know, they just don't quit. And I just keep pushing and pulling and pulling on it. That Their hands, they can get get a hold of all that stuff. I don't know how they can tear those wires apart. I mean, they think it wouldn't be possible, but they can do it. And I've had to, re, you know, the one I got now, I got it. I've repaired it so many times and the little trap thing for the door that so when I step on it, that's, pretty much gone. I just got a little metal outside frame for it. All the stuff where they stepped on it, you ripped, they ripped that all apart. So I yep. fixed that twice. I don't know how they can do that, but I'll tell you what's amazing. They can unscrew stuff. I mean, I've had uh, Oreo feeders with a, it's like a little, you know, you can put, it's like a jam in it. You know, you can screw it on there. They'll take them down, unscrew it. <laughs> I'm telling you, they, they're clever. I know, but I mean, I don't know how many of my bird feeders I busted, you know, so. Well, you know, I feel like a lot of, a lot of the, a lot of the tricks of the trade are also passed down from the mom. Oh, yeah. You know, when she's walking around with her. Oh, yeah. Three to ten rack. Well, probably, <laughs> that's probably an exaggeration. Three to six. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> there's, there's, I've seen lots of little families with five or six, you know, babies and whatnot. You know. They're pretty cute when they're little. So, yep. Yeah, they'd stay like that, but then when they get big, pain. <laughs> Do you remember I was doing some damage control for a guy up the road here? It's probably about this time. I don't know. It's probably about mid June because it was after asparagus. I remember because I was trapping in a culvert. Actually, whoa, 
What was that? That was a tip mouse that just smacked the window. Oh, man. <laughs> smacked Jeez. it hard. Yeah, I did. Yep. Only reason I know it was a tip mouse is because he sat there and flirted for a second. Knocked feathers off him and everything. But um, I was doing some damage control for a guy up the road, and I was actually trapping in the edge of his field. And uh, do you remember when I had two days back-to-back that I caught a mom raccoon and one of her babies in one trap? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> two days in a row had yeah. two body grippers. Yeah. Yeah. That was something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, crazy. Yeah. And the crazy thing is the one, the first day I had, they were both going in to, uh, I would set five gallon pails with the 220 in front back when you could mm. keep 220s on dry land. I think they're down to 160s now and it's got to be, there's a bunch of regulations on it just because they're body grippers, you know, mm. kind of bears, but. The one, the first one, they were both going into the bucket. The second one, she was going in and her pup was coming out. So they were, so they were facing each other, you know, <laughs> Yeah. which was crazy that he snuck past the trigger Yeah. and was on his way back out when she went in there and triggered it. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, that's weird crazy yep good old trapping <laughs> i do miss it i know you probably don't miss helping me die all the traps or oh uh, going over to the river and being oh, cold that was being cold <laughs> i just didn't i could never really never was very good at skinning them. i tried to help you but i was never good at it so i never could really get that yeah it takes quite a few yeah gotta i mean i remember i was there was a time I'd take 10, 15 minutes of muskrat, and it'd take me uh-huh. two days to go through <laughs> yeah, a, I know. a set of catches, and then it's like, man, I gotta speed it up, because, you know, every day I'm getting more, and I'm not getting through the ones from the day before, you know? And yeah. But yeah. eventually I got it down. Yeah. Remember the trapping conventions? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we used to do that every year. That was fun. Yeah. What was your... uh you got any memories of the conventions? Well, <laughs> I don't know. There was a lot of different things there, but one thing I can remember, there's always had that guy there. I was kind of looking at it. Now I still got it. I was hanging there right in front of me. You now that little, there was a wood carver there. The guy who could do just about anything with it. He was carving wood with stuff. I mean, he was amazing. Just a whittling. Yeah, he's such a whittling, whittling. And I got a. Uh, neat looking hummingbird that he did but he does just about everything I, I, that was always fun you know I do remember talking to a guy one time when, and he was a, he was an older guy he was probably my age I guess you know and I was, he used to trap a lot when he was young and he told me of course he said when he used to trap he said oh there's nothing you know where he lived there and he trapped it up and down the roads and stuff you know it was, yeah he said, that's all, you know, homes, and that's like a suburb now where he used to trap, you know, it's like everything's changed so much. But what he was, when he was trapping, he was a senior in high school. And that one year, he made enough money trapping to buy him a 1957 Chevy. 
Mm. He was a senior in high school in 1957. He paid, paid cash for it. He just made, made enough money to his <coughs> trapping to buy that new car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Thinking now those cars cost like, uh, you know, 30,000, 30, 40,000. He's 25 at least, you know, but. <laughs> yeah, for just, uh, yeah, in 1957, I don't know what he paid for that car, but see, I bought a new car in 65. So that was, you know, what, seven years after that? Yeah. Or no, yes. No, it's, yeah, whatever. Is that right? But anyway. Yeah. That's... I paid just over 3000 for mine. I, you know, I got kind of a, you know, a sport fury, Plymouth. I mean, you could buy them for like, Couple hundred dollars less than that, you know, maybe even three hundred. You could have bought for twenty, you know, twenty seven hundred. You know, so that fifty seven Chevy, I don't know what he paid for it, but it's probably only twenty five hundred dollars, something like that. Yeah, but still, I mean, well, yeah, back I in mean, the day when the dollar was. Yeah, I know. Can you imagine some kid? He's, you know, going in nineteen fifty seven. He's he must have been the envy of all the rest of the guys in his class. <laughs> fifty seven Chevy. You know, he bought it for just. For me. Paid cash for it, but all that you made that much money in that one year for trapping. Yeah, and I mean, you know, just to put it in perspective, if you're gonna get a nice winter prime coyote right now that might go for thirty bucks, you got to get a thousand coyotes to pay for a new truck. Where back in the day, you know, he might have been doing mainly muskrat and mm -hmm. raccoon or mink, and during that fur boom, yeah. You know, obviously muskrat are a lot more prevalent during the fur boom. If he was getting two or three bucks of muskrat, yeah, yeah, you know, I know it was thousand you know. muskrats isn't too well. It's not easy, but you know, if you have the land and back in the day when hardly anybody was really trapping, I mean, right, and it wasn't a big deal to ask for permission because you know yeah, people know. had the mindset that yeah, that's you know, right, yeah, that something was, that needs to be done. I can always remember that story because he was. I thought, wow, I get a. That would have been neat. <laughs> Man, we did have a guy in our class, the senior class. He had a, he bought a brand new Chevy. Well, I want to say he did. His, his mother and dad they had money, so <laughs> yeah. So he he was the only one in our class. He had a brand new fit. Well, that was a '61. So we graduated in '62, I think. Yeah, he had a '61 Chevy. It was brand new. All right. But you know, we thought, man, most of us kids, you know, not even nobody had cars. But I mean, you know, very few. But, one or two kids may have had cars, but that was it. You know, then this guy had a brand new car because his mom and dad was rich, so you know, which is okay. But it was, you know, that was thought, wow, man, how do you like this guy's got a brand new, brand new car driving to school every day? Uh, Probably didn't want to take him. Yes, yeah, <laughs> might have been it. I mean, you know, bought him a car because right, it was more yeah, convenient for that, them. That might have been it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know that's. I thought you were gonna mention the uh that guy with the the Australian the blue healers up oh, there. Yeah. You see those every year. Those are pretty neat. It's pretty cool watching those dogs age too, because yeah, you know, we, the <laughs> puppies the first year he had them and then Yeah, we see them every year and then they were just, you know, you could uh, tell. Fat. Yeah. Boy, like, <laughs> <laughs> every year, yeah, you could just make it you know, change a lot. Yeah, I was actually talking to him the one day because he was sitting there with a bag of Lay's and oh, yeah. a couple sandwiches, and he had his uh, his female by him. I mean, he, I think he had three at that time, mm -hmm. and he had they were all pretty fat, but he had his female by him that was his baby, mm -hmm. and uh, he was feeding her 
some of his sandwich and some chips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was just kind of yeah shooting the crap with him yeah. a little bit, you know. And yeah, he'd he'd, re- <laughs> he'd yeah he'd reach over and give her a couple chips and yeah. Yeah, really yeah. good dog. Really pretty too. Yeah, yeah, I remember those dogs at night. Pretty neat. Yeah, not meant to be fat though. Meant to be ran, but I mean, he was also getting to the point where you could kind of see the changes in him too. You know, yeah. where he'd start wearing suspenders and mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> getting older, not running as much. You know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always liked going to those seminars. Oh well, yeah, you can learn a lot there. Cause I. Yeah, I didn't know anything about trapping. I would just, you know, you, you was the one that was in the trapping, and I just, but I, you know, always go with you. So, and I would go to some of them seminars. Boy, you could learn a lot from those guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah and this one guy, I mean, he did the same thing. It, it would take, take the younger kids or something, you know, or anybody if you wanted down. There was a little stream there. You could take you down and show you how to set traps and everything, and tell you how to, you know, where to put them and how to do that. And he'd have, always stick a. Yeah, but a muskrat down there and show you how to skin it and everything. So mm-hmm. you could learn a lot like that. You know, tell you how to how to do it, what you needed to do it, all your stuff you needed for that. You know, so it was a lot of good information there. Yeah, I still have to find a VHS player because I recorded quite a few of those seminars. Uh-huh. I'd like to look back and just watch them for yeah the nostalgia. You know, yeah, yep. That was kind of a thing we did every year on the way up to steelhead fishing. Yep. Yeah, cause that they they used to do two a year. They uh-huh. would they would do one. Actually, about this time, maybe a little earlier. Uh, well, definitely yeah, I think earlier. It's about a little bit earlier. First week I, of April, maybe. Yeah, something like that. And then you'd have the one, usually around my birthday, last week of August. Mm-hmm. Actually, the first one. Now that I think about it, it was probably Marchish, mm-hmm. mid to late March, and then it'd be August. Because they did it about every six months. Yeah. And uh, then they ended up merging with the uh, Michigan Predator Hunters Association. You know, so you mm-hmm. have the Michigan Trapper and Predator Caller Association Yeah. now. Which uh still pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they ended up expanding quite a bit when they merged the two. Because, you know, you'd have all the coyote guys or fox guys the callers predator hunters that would start bringing in their uh their gear to sell whether they were selling new you know digital calls yeah or, yeah you uh, see all the new stuff and then you know the you know the dealers and stuff you know so rifles camo yeah stuff was pretty cool calls mm-hmm. always somebody screaming on a call yeah <laughs> you know remember yeah. remember how that place smelled yeah yeah, it's all those different, you know, the scents and they have, you know, those three. <laughs> yeah. Skunk, skunk essence and beaver casters, basically <laughs> all, you, all you smelled, you know. Yeah, everywhere you went. <laughs> yeah, good times. I was actually just looking into that probably uh, a week or two ago, and now they do it. I think this year it's going to be in the UP, mm-hmm. but it floats around the state. They don't do it in Everett anymore. Mm-hmm. They don't. They used to do it in Elma at the fairgrounds. Then it moved to Everett. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, they'd have a lot of people there at those, at those, at uh, whatever you want to call it, that little trappers convention. Yeah, the trappers convention. I mean, well, there would be a lot of people show up. Oh yeah, 
remember I'd show up with like five, eight hundred bucks, mm-hmm. and within two hours, you know, I'm holding a hundred dollars, hoping I can find a deal. Because, <laughs> you know, you'd walk around, there'd be people that, oh, yes. you know, people would rent booths or whatever, and you know, you could get brand new traps. Yeah, you always, you know, a lot of, a lot of different things you could get. You could get about anything there if you wanted. Yeah, it's people buying and selling. Yep, have a whole list, and you check off the list in an hour, but then it's like people start showing up late with yeah, stuff out of their garage, selling it out of the back of their car, and it's like, man, I could probably get two dozen traps yep. for the price of a, <laughs> a half dozen brand new ones, you know? Yeah, yep. So there was always that aspect, and people that were getting out of it because they were getting old, or people that gave it a, a, a shot for a year or two and didn't like it, you know? And yeah, it was a lot of wheeling deal. Mm-hmm fun times yeah it was yeah, yeah. actually right oh. on the muskegon too wasn't it pretty close i think that's where we'd go for the when that guy would do the water set seminars or at least it was a tributary i know the muskegon runs through everett so i don't know if it was no i, I think it was, no it was just a little it was real small you know like a little creek yeah whoops sorry no you're good yeah I, I, yeah because that was pretty it was right close. You could walk down there from where we were at, you know, from that convention there. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. We would walk there. Yeah. yeah. Mus- Muskegon was probably two miles from there, now that I think about it. Yeah. It was, yeah. And it was, it was pretty neat. You, you knew what he was talking about. You know, you knew that. So he would tell you a lot of stuff that you would never, you know, you could never... It'd take you a long time to figure out all that stuff, you know, if you had to do it <laughs> yeah. on your own. So, I mean, you know, you learned a lot. Were you, um, <clears throat> were you with me that day that, I think it was, we we jumped a doe off an island out oh, on yeah. the wetlands? Yeah, you and I, yeah, that was just you and me. We were trapping. Yeah, that's when I went with you, and you were, yeah, we were trapping out there. Yeah, that was amazing. Cause she's she, probably over a hundred yards, maybe a hundred and fifty yards. Yeah, she was a long ways offshore. Yeah, long ways <laughs> on that little dry island out there, just big enough for her to lay on. I guess wasn't yeah. much bigger than that. No, and honestly, we were just wheeling up because there was like a muskrat house on one side, and yeah. gonna set a couple traps, and the runs going into it, and yeah, that was wasn't that during hunting season. Yeah, yeah, I remember the. <laughs> I thought, whoa, man. Yeah, we get up there and all of a sudden this deer jumps up and big doe and jumps out of that, jumps up on that, you know, the, the ground and jumps in and starts swimming towards the shore. I thought we watched her go all the way in there, but I thought, well, maybe start here some shooting time she gets over there, you know, but <laughs> yeah, I think she made it, but that was amazing. Yep, during gun season for yeah, sure. They swim, she, yeah, during gun season, they must have went out there to get away from all that hunters, you know, so he was out there, nice. Sleeping out there, taking a nap out there in a swamp, you know, out in the middle of that little, you know, swamp area. Way out, I mean, he's way out there, I mean. Yeah, it was a long way. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I guess he knew what he was doing, but except we spooked her off there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she was okay. We weren't going to bother her, but she didn't know that, so she took off. No, she... She was in that area of swamp where she had to cover a lot of logs, too. Went, the oh. closer she got to shore, yeah, it was all that to, deadfall. Yeah, she had to kind of swim, jump up, and jump over those. Yep, I remember watching her crawl over a couple, you <laughs> know, and bl- plop down in the water. And yep. Crazy. 
Yeah, good stuff. Funny how they uh, just know that. I mean, man, they said, well, they know where to get, go where nobody can get to them. I mean, hunters, yeah, they was out there, so you could sit there in all season. Nobody would, you know, <laughs> be nice and safe there. Yeah, and it's weird because I feel like, I guess I'd have to double check, but I feel like duck and goose was still open. So it's yeah. like, you know, you'd, you'd assume there'd be some water traffic anyways, but. Yeah. You know, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. she didn't seem to yeah. really factor that in, water traffic. But Right. Anyways, you been doing any fishing? A little, not much. I just haven't gotten into a really serious fishing yet, so I just you know, kind of went down the river a couple of times just for a few minutes and yep. cast my line in the water just so I could say I went fishing, I guess so. Well, yeah, I'm ready to go now. I mean, I'm kind of anxious, though, waiting for this weather to kind of turn in my favor so to where the fishing, so I think it's, I think we're there now, so I just got to get ready to do that. Yeah, I haven't even been able to go out fishing yet, so. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, I guess I can't say that. I've had an opportunity, but I've got so much going on that. Well, that's it. You know, like I said, when I when I got here, I didn't realize I was so far behind the ball. You know, thorn apples, last time I was here last week, they were just getting ready to burst the buds. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, now they're full bloom. Yeah. Li- lilacs are open. They, yeah. were, they barely had any buds on them, and now they're open. Right. Thorn apple wasn't even hardly, or the uh, crab apple was hardly flowering. Now that's wide open. Mm-hmm. As- asparagus wasn't up. All of a sudden, that's up. Yep. You know? Crazy. Yeah. Seems like the last month has just kind of slipped by. You know? Yeah, I know. Same thing for me. It's been pretty busy, but you wouldn't think so. But it seems like something just about every day or something like a weekend. Well, weekends, if I got company, you know, I got DJ or maybe a key or something, you know, then that kind of takes my weekend up. So I just... Mm -hmm. Then after that, I kind of kind of get caught up again, and I got something else always come up, and something doing something. I thought, wow, man, I, <laughs> I thought I'd have a lot more free time than I do, but, but sometimes I just I could work all the time because I mean I'd have work to do all the time if I just did. <laughs> yeah. uh, I just seem like I'm I don't get anywhere, you know, when I'm working anyway. So I thought, well, some days I just say, well, you know what, I'm going to do something else first before I do anything. Just take you know waste more and more time working. <laughs> I mean, clean it up and, you know, straighten it up and stuff like that. But So I just go, you know, I'll just go for a bike ride or just go for a walk or something. I do that. I try and do that as much as I can. But I do that first. That's the only way because if I get started doing something, I don't want to quit. So, you know, I have to mm-hmm. get up in the morning and just go for a walk or a bike ride or, you know, just go out and sit on the deck, drink my coffee. Well, don't forget to factor in your mow time. Yeah. Usually you do quite a bit of mowing. Yeah, I know. This time of year when the grass starts really going, geez, it goes fast. Yeah. <clears throat> Seems like you're always mowing. How much, how much <laughs> mow time do you put in a week, do you think? Well, I don't know. I never really thought about it, but I mean. Well, how long does it take I, I, to do the yard with the zero turn now? Zero turn makes it a lot faster, so that helps. But Two still- hours? Oh, yeah. It, yeah, it's going to take two hours. 
because I, <laughs> I like to do a good job. So, you know. Yeah, so there's Carolina two hours was, there. Yeah. Carolyn <laughs> would always tell me, you know, how come it takes you so long to mow the grass? If the guy ain't that new more, you'd think he would, you know, but I don't know. You're probably right about some of that stuff, but I just kind of do it. You know, and I just, it's the way I am. I bought everything I like and do it, do it right. You know, and I mean, my mowing the grass, it doesn't really mean nothing, but I can see that where I need to do a little bit better. So I usually do it. Yep. I'm thinking sometimes it's stupid, you know, because I, you know, what's the difference where, I, you know, I mow a little bit of grass here in one spot. It's not quite perfect because the, the other side, but which means nothing to anybody but me because I can see it. Oh, well, yeah, you got to look at it. Yeah, and I'm the only one that would ever notice it anyway because, you know, I'm the one that did. I thought, well, why? But, you know, I, I have a hard time with that. It's stupid, you know. But No, I, I get it. No, it is kind I, of stupid. It really is. I mean, there's so many, there's no reason for me to waste my time doing stuff like that. It just doesn't make any sense, but I still do it. But can't help it. Can't help it. If you enjoy it. Yeah, that's too. That's part of it. You know, I mean, I think golfing yeah. is pretty stupid. <laughs> but I don't give Greg too much crap because, you know, he enjoys golfing. Well, yeah, a lot of it. people enjoy golfing, but I think, man, I got to, you know, a lot of things. If I want to be outside, if that's part of the golf and being outside, it's like, all right, I can do a lot of things outside. You know, if I want to play a game outside, all right, you know, I can do a challenge outside. You know, if it's hanging out with friends, you know, drinking beers, hanging out, walking around. I can find other things to do that aren't golfing to do that, but, mm-hmm. you know, especially paying money to do it. But, you know, people enjoy it, so. Yeah, everybody can do whatever they want. I mean, enjoy <laughs> yeah. their time, you know, but I used to love playing golf, but I probably could now. I would like it if I could, if I could play it. Well, I'm too old to play anymore. I can't hardly walk and alone play golf, you know, so. I don't know. I do, but like you said, I got so many other things that I just, if I'm outside, I'm happy, you know, I don't care what I'm doing, you know, so. I'm just sitting on a deck outside. That makes me happy. Yeah. Um, Mosquitoes are coming up pretty oh, quick, man. though, so. Oh, geez, they're out now. <laughs> I know. I got swarmed when I pulled in. I left I know, my windows I just, down. The last two days, I just, whoa, I don't know what's going on, but man, oh, man. I just have a big old, I don't know what do you call it, but. Hatch? <laughs> yeah, I guess. That's what they are, the hatch. But, I mean, well, they don't last time. It's just one of those, you know. They all hatched it one day, so they're all going to die here in a couple of days. And Man, I re- they were bad. We've been pretty good on mosquitoes here lately, but I mean, the last you know, few years. But you always get a bunch of them in the spring like this, but, you know, it gets warmer weather, they'll go away. We won't have to be bothered, but right now they're kind of nasty. Yeah, I left my windows down and <laughs> kind of regretting that. I'm hoping that it's not too bad on the way home. <laughs> happened to fight mosquitoes. It was too late. I was going to roll my windows up, and I was like, you know, maybe it'll cool off enough that they'll try and fly out, and there won't be that many in the car, but, you know, you put your windows up when they're all in there, they can't get out. Yeah. So, I figured probably it's not going to hurt to leave them down now that the car's full. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I know. I hate to get sick. I just, by the time you go somewhere, you get in the car, just open the door, and the mosquitoes get in, and you got to squat the mosquitoes all the way to wherever you're going. You know? Yeah. Almost have to wear pants just so you don't get bit up on yeah. the legs driving, cause oh. a wreck, <laughs> trying yeah. to smack them, you know. Bumping any ticks yet? Not yet. I've been checking. Every time I go outside, I check my legs. and 
I spend spraying my mosquito spray too. It's tick stuff, so I'm kind of aware of it. You know what Cheryl was telling me the other day that you put lime on your yard. Lime will really deter those ticks and fleas. So I'm going to try hmm. that. I wonder if it's because a small grain, a grain of them makes it hard for them to do anything. or I don't know what it is, but I know I looked it up and it, it does say that it works. So hmm. I'm going to try it. I thought I had some, but I, I guess all I got is fertilizer and grass seed and everything else, but everything but lime. I know I bought some before, but I thought it. I guess it's gone, so I gotta get some more. Yeah, see how that works. You gotta do something with the mosquitoes, man. Yeah, you'd love it outside, but you can't go outside when the mosquitoes are so bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not without wearing a shirt thicker than you want to wear because it's hot out. Yeah, you know, right. anything anything with sleeves is almost a necessity. Right. You know, unless you want to be covered in mosquito spray, which. That's not fun. You go to wipe your eyebrow, and then it drips in your eye, you know, and start sweating. Yeah. Yeah. When I was getting the asparagus out of the ditch, it's kind of what made me, I was like, oh, yeah, ticks, tick season. Yeah. You know, so, especially around water, it seems like. <clears throat> right. Well, you know, I got this, all that rain we had, I'm, you know, geez, half of my woods is underwater, and besides the swale, you know, so I got lots of water around here, so I'm. Afraid I'm gonna have a lot of mosquitoes. Oh, it's still underwater. Yeah, the woods. Is, man, there's water everywhere out there. I mean, all Ugh. you know where the pond is there, where it's always floods over the pond, all that back yep. behind the pond there. It's all flooded. Ugh. Yeah. Which means the south side out here. That's all yeah, full that's, of water too. That's all full of water. Hmm. That's not fun. No. Can't go out there and start <laughs> dropping oil in it. Can't oh, no. kill those mosquitoes. Too much water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Makes it hard getting out mushrooming. I'm assuming then oh, yeah, the uh, the woods south of here by the river is going to be pretty. Yeah, I imagine it's going to be horrible for mosquitoes because it's all that water down there. Mm -hmm. Jeez, we had all that rain earlier. All those low areas with that water. And when the river flooded up, geez, the river was so high. It was so long. Oh, yeah. I was even thinking for mushrooms. There was a few years back when I found a nice patch of mushrooms about shin deep in the water. <laughs> you know, I, don't, I, I still don't remember if it had rained before and the river came up uh -huh. or if they just popped underwater. But I remember I found probably five or six in a little area that, you know, I saw the cap of one sticking up. I was like, oh, no crap. You know, so I waited out there and got it. That one might have been ankle deep and then standing there looking around. Uh -huh. Just thinking, huh, you know, because I had never thought that you start looking in the water in those flats like that, but it makes me wonder how many mushrooms yeah. have walked by underwater that... Yeah, I've, I've found some sticking out of water. You know, usually they're just right in, the, you know, just the stems are right in the water, but I've never seen one really underwater, but... Yeah, no, I, I picked probably five or six that were submerged, <laughs> you know. I mean, the only reason you could see them is because the white stem on them, you know. Mm-hmm. But for whatever yeah. reason, I'm looking at the water, and there's that cap just sticking out enough, you know. And you look at the surface of a water, especially in the woods when it's calm, you see sticks or whatever, and you can kind of identify what they are. And that thing just seemed out of, out of place, caught my eye. You know, mm. it was only a couple steps over to check it out, and I was like, wow, I'll be dang. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. I don't remember that. I've never seen one. I never caught one. Or, yeah, caught one. I never found one. 
But you know what? Jack is out here today, and he, he said, you want some mushrooms? I said, well, yeah. Well, I, you know, he bought me some in the fall. I don't know what he calls those. those. I don't know what those are, but, and he got, he had some different ones today, and I said, these are, what are those? And he said, those are uh, pheasant. Yeah, the pheasant backs? Yeah. Yep, those are popping pretty good right now. Yeah, I never heard of them. And he gave me some, so I said, well, how do you cook those? He said, well, the same way. You know, he sliced them up for me, so I cleaned them, got all the bugs and everything out of them, so I'm going to try mm-hmm. those. Soak them in salt water? Or? Well, I just put water in. Probably would have been a good idea to put salt water in, but just, I just... Just a little bit of salt, not much. Yeah. Never had pheasant backs? No, I never have. I never heard of them. <laughs> Yeah, they're all they're all over. I could have sworn I had picked some before and huh. had you have. Yeah, they're they're not bad. I mean, I asked him. I said, "What are they like?" He said, oh, "They're okay, but you see, they're a little more like a rubbery. You know, got a little more rubbery taste than those other ones. I don't know what those other ones are. The other ones look like a little." Uh, he told me, but I can't remember, and I can't think. Chicken of, of the woods. Mm, maybe. What do those look like? Oh, they're kind of like. Whitish, they come up and they've got like a flat cap. At least more like a flower. And it's like they open up and it's. Oh, might be chanterelles. I don't know. I have to. I could probably look it up and find out what it was on the phone. But he bought me some of those today too. He's he gave me some last fall. I've had them before, but they're pretty good. Singles or? No, there's like in a whole cluster. Cluster, yeah. Yeah, they might be chicken of the woods then. Are they uh, just, like a goldish or? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Kind of a goldish color. The stems are mostly white, you know, then the, then the top is more gold. You know, so you just cut the bases off and just, you know, just fry them. Fry the caps? Fry, yeah. Mainly the caps? Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, there's, uh, there's quite a bit out there. I saw the umbrellas are popping pretty good, which means Indeed. May apples are going to be right around the corner. I don't know what it means, but I know they've been out for quite a while. Umbrellas. Yeah, I've seen them real early. I mean, there's a lot more now. They're pretty big now, but I was surprised when I went out when it was quite early and I seen a bunch of umbrellas on the wall. I was kind of... Kind of early. Yeah, it was early <laughs> for that. But. Yeah, actually, now that you mention that, I saw... I did see some umbrellas up. Took a little walk out in the woods. I saw a couple patches of umbrellas. They might have only been four or five inches tall. They hadn't opened up yet, but... Oh, yeah. I went out there looking for a couple chipmunks and... <laughs> you know, no chipmunks out yet, but the umbrellas were out. And usually, you know, it seems like the chipmunks come out about the times when umbrellas come out. Uh-huh. So that is weird now that you mention it. Definitely weird. <laughs> yep. Hoping to find some, do some foraging for some wild strawberries out here this year. Been a couple years since I've picked a yeah. coffee cup full of those. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Kia won't be too happy, though. I, I cut some of her black caps down. Oh, no. <laughs> no, she's not going to be happy about that. Nope. She's been getting those every year. For, she can't wait for those to get ripe. So. Oh, I know. oh, there's still some out there, but I just kind of trimmed them back a little bit. Well, you know, the ones up by the house, you got some raspberry bushes out there, too, and it seems like any year I've only been able to get maybe five raspberries. You got... Probably 20 yards by 10 feet, you know, 20 by 20 yards by 3 yards worth of a patch out there along that north edge. Yeah. And yeah. out of that entire patch, I've only only been able to may, maybe get 10. 
because <laughs> you you know you feed the birds up here and those, right. those birds are on them mm-hmm. yep and the chipmunks you know the chipmunks are pretty prevalent out there on that that yeah. edge uh-huh. and i'm i'm sure they get into them too oh yeah so you know you're battling was, yeah i know yeah it's hard to no i'll tell you most it's like that mulberry tree I had I used to have before you burned it down. <laughs> the yeah. birds are, Yeah. That, Unintentionally. Man, oh man, I'm telling you what, the birds would clean. <laughs> I mean, mulberry trees, you know what, they're, they're, so, they're loaded with fruit. But bear, those birds are in there all day long, and I even squirrels are in there eating them. Mm-hmm. You see them squirrels and all kinds of birds. Yeah, I've had to kill at least 50 red squirrels out of that tree. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there'd, there'd be years, you know, shoot five or six within a couple of days just because, yeah. you know, they there were there was a year or two where you had a problem in the barn. Yeah. You couldn't shoot oh, them in the barn, but you sit out there underneath the camper when I had the camper under there and mm-hmm. <laughs> shoot two or three of them, you know, just in an afternoon. Not even an afternoon, within an hour. Yeah. But, those red squirrels, man, are destructive. They chew up everything. Yeah. And they're hard to kill. They're yep. so quick and they're so small. Yeah. They don't stop. No. You know? <laughs> yeah. You can't hardly get a shot at one for the 20 to the rifle or anything, you know, because they won't hold still long, you know. And boop, boop, boop. They're going to go on, you know. So I almost, I have got a couple when they stop for about a split second, you got to be ready for them. Yeah. They're so twitchy. Yeah. yeah. And they're not very big either. So. Yep. Yeah, you can't really eat them. I mean, I guess you could, just, a, you know, not much off them. So no, shotgun's t- usually the best. Yeah, shotguns will take care of them. Yep. But yeah, that mulberry tree, it's not putting out any fruit, huh? I oh, thought, no. I, I thought one Yeah, of the, well, you know, maybe a little bit. I thought a piece of it survived. <laughs> Cheryl's got a couple she's been going to give me, you know. She, actually, it's my fault, I guess. I should, you want any of those mulberries? She's got a couple of them that... You know, just growing there. She's just going to bring them over for me. And I said, well, you know what? I wouldn't mind having some out back there just for the birds, you know, so. Trees or? Yeah. 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 But I kind of forgot all about it until we were just talking about it. I said, see, I was going last year. I'll have to try and remember that they aren't too big. I might, <clears throat> I might be able to clone a couple too. This, mine are just starting to butt up a little bit. Last year I had, uh, you know, I'd go out every day and just pick. Because, you know, you'd pick yeah. maybe a quart or maybe two quart jars full once they started getting ripe a day, mm-hmm. you know, and they ripen up so quick. Yeah. I ended up filling up two gallon baggies, and I made, I think, two mulberry crisps that were fresh, but the two gallon baggies I froze. And maybe two months ago, yeah, it was probably the end of February, I, uh, I'd had, you know... Maybe eight, ten cups. Well, it was probably about eight cups worth of mulberries left in that last gallon baggie. I was like, yeah, you know, I better make a crisp before they, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Toughest part is getting those stems off them. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> even if you spend all of the time to cut the stems off them, there's that stem that it, runs through the core. Yeah. You know? Yep. So as long as you can put up with that. Mm-hmm. Honestly, when I was living here, I kind of burned myself out on mulberries. There was a couple of years where I'd look at that tree and I wouldn't even care, you know, wouldn't even stop to pick a berry and eat it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've never, I like them a little bit. I've just eat a few at a time, you know, but that's the only way I like them. But, yeah, I mean, when uh, Carolyn was watching uh, 
babysitting for, I guess it was Ray, or, uh, Raven and who's he? Oh, Sydney. Sydney, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, they were small. I'd have to, they'd have me out there every day. I'd have to pick them up and hold them. You know, they was, that's how big they were. And they were small. I'd have to pick them up and hold them up in there so they could. They'd sit there all day and pick them all off. You know, I mean, hey, man, I can, you know, I'd have to have one in each arm, you know, because I'd pick up, <laughs> pick up Raven and Sid, Sidney would want me, you know. Yeah, so Raven would finish her handful or yeah. they'd be eating them off the tree. It's like, my turn. Yeah. <laughs> yep, they ate a lot of them. Yep. <laughs> yep. They loved them. There was, uh, there was a year I sat under there with mom's camera and got a bunch of pictures of birds, grosbeaks, cardinal, oh, oriole, robins. Yeah, a lot of birds loved them. Yeah, they, I mean, when they were f- fresh fruit, uh, when they were uh, ready to eat, you know, the, man, there was always something there eating them. Always some kind of bird. Robins or grosbeaks loved them, you know, then, I don't know, then the, besides the squirrels. Yeah. Chipmunks, too. Yeah. Purple Chip- poop everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Did you see any, uh, last year, you see any drunk birds fall out of your cherry trees out here? Uh, no. I haven't seen that in a while. <laughs> no. They didn't see many, uh, cedar waxwings. Those are the ones that. Oh, yeah. They I guess they're that. not back yet. No, I haven't seen those. And those are the ones that do that. Mm hmm. Well, I don't know. I've, I've well, seen, I mean, maybe I've seen they, robins might, do they it. might be a different birds, but I know kind of. See the waxwings when they usually see do that. They just sit there and get smoked, I guess, on our nose. Fermented <laughs> berries. <laughs> Fall right out of the tree. Yep. Yep. I remember watching a robin do it out here one year. It might have even been dinner, but I was sitting here at the table and the bird fell out of the tree and <laughs> I said something to Grandma about it. You know, and she kind of explained that, yep, they get pretty intoxicated on those berries. Yeah. And I remember I finished dinner. I couldn't wait to go out there and check it out. I mean, it was gone at that time, but, you know, just standing under the tree looking up, you know, it was the loudest I've ever heard those robins. They start getting their buzz, and they're like people. They just don't shut up. Yeah. They're just out there <laughs> tweeting and singing, and, you mm-hmm. know, it almost looked like squirrels up there because, you know, they'd hop from branch to branch, but they were so off balance, you know, that. <laughs> their wings would be flapping, trying to catch their balance on the branch, and then they'd have to, you know, fly yeah, off to a thicker branch and yeah, it's fun. take a breather. <laughs> that is pretty funny. But yeah, those wax wings, I didn't really think about that. They're probably going to be the last ones to come back. Yeah. So not everything's back yet. Oh, uh, yeah. Pretty much everything, but there's, I don't know, there's probably somebody I can't remember now, but... They'll show up and I'll remember. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah. Have you seen a Bob White in the last couple uh, of years? Not here, no. Or the Bible Links? Nope, not here. I I've seen them down by the down by the flats. The Bob Link? Yeah. Over by you know the highway, home and over the flat area in the Maple River flat, you know. Mm-hmm. So I haven't seen them around here though, so I you know. Or the Scarlet Tanagers. I haven't seen those yet. No. Uh, I'm, I'm sure they're back. I mean, probably. It's that time. Yeah. Usually you see them. Yeah, I usually them. see them when we're looking for morales or something, you know. 
What about, uh, now that I'm thinking about it, indigo bunting? Oh, haven't seen one of those either. I forgot about that. Yeah, you'll probably you'll probably see them floating around up here. Yeah, yeah, they'll be up here. And then uh, one of my favorites, the kingbird. Oh yeah, eastern kingbird. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I've seen those. Yeah, they always show up pretty late. Now that I think about it. Yep, those and um, even though they're here all year, usually you don't really see them. The catbirds, you don't really see them until oh. you know. No, yeah, I haven't seen a catbird this yet. time of year. You haven't heard them either. Usually you can hear them. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Thrashers? Yeah, I got those. Okay, yeah. I like those guys. They look like little road runners out there. Yeah, they do. It was one in my yard this morning. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that tail sticks up, you know, and then they kind of prance around me. Mm-hmm. That's a good word for it, prance. They just, they're really prancy. Yeah. <laughs> they're cool. Yeah, they are. Oh, there's yeah, there's something. What's yeah, that? that was uh, Grosbeak. Was that pretty sure? Yep, Oriole's got a mouthful of jam. Uh, <laughs> yep, uh, that's the second. I had to put I put jam out this morning. It was it's all gone. I had to re. Oh yeah, there's a hummingbird. A hummingbird. Yep. Yep. Yeah, they've been back for a few days. Yep. Yeah, those Orioles though. Oh yeah, they'll let you know when you're out of jam. Mm-hmm. They just chatter. Yep. I'm not even going to try to do their chatter noise. It's <laughs> yeah. People, people listening will have to look up the Baltimore Oriole chatter. Yeah. And that's literally, a, I mean, it sounds like they're angry anyway, but yeah. when they're out of jam and they're letting you know, they're definitely. Oh, yeah, that's loud. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell by that the sound. It's like they got that little attitude thing. Yeah, they're hangry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So what's your... um. Uh, I was gonna ask what's your favorite favorite bird, but I'll give you top five. Well, I'm gonna say geez. Well, I, I don't know. I guess my oh my probably my top bird. I, I'd have to say a chickadee. I love those little things. They're so cute. <laughs> They're so friendly. I mean, you know, it's like wherever you go in the woods, even in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. Sooner or later, if you're sitting out there hunting, you know, and they'll find you. They'll be fly right up to you, you know, on that little, that little, you know, that little noise they make and stuff, you know. It's, yep, chickadee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee, yeah, you know. It's kind of neat to just, I don't know how they do it. I don't, you know, you're out there in acres and acres of woods and property out there, but there are not many of those birds around, but they'll find you somehow. Yeah. And they're, they're here all, you know, all the time on my deck, though, so... And I just like the looks of them. They're just pretty cute. They're friendly. So I'd have to say it'd be my number one. But I mean, you know, if I had to, well, I mean, I'd always have to say bald eagles, you know, probably by, you know, just because it represents a a bird (laughs) of our country, you know, so. Yeah, but they're pretty cool too. Yeah, they are. After that, I don't know. I I like birds, so I don't know if I could, or I'd have to go for what, put three or four or five or anything, you know. So I guess maybe maybe bluebirds because I kind of make my own, uh, build my bird bluebird houses. So mm-hmm. and I have bluebirds and they're really pretty. So I really enjoy watching them. If you want to watch a bird fly, though, I guess you'd have to go with the swallows. So they're pretty neat. Yep. Yep. The way they can fly around. It's 
Fighter jets. Yeah. They're little fighter jets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then to round it out. Wow. Jeez. I guess the, what I'm thinking that just are pretty birds. I don't know. I got the Orioles, Cardinals, you know, and even the, the Ghost Beak. I don't know. I look at all three of them. I have to put them in the same. Same category, yeah, that would be like five, six, and seven, or three, four, and five, or whatever. <laughs> okay. Yep. I, uh, <clears throat> if we're going on looks, I think the waxwing is probably. Oh, yeah, the waxwings are neat. Waxwing or the flicker. <laughs> yeah. They just, their little eye patch, you know, they have the little, uh, uh-huh. face paint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, with the flickers, their face paint, and then you got the wax wings that look like look like a superhero with their stripe, right? You know, and their yeah, mo- they mohawk, yep. and yeah, they are a neat looking bird. So they are pretty yep. unique. Yeah, but honestly, I know I said kingbird a minute ago, my favorite, but I'm probably gonna put tanager at the top. Not not just because of looks. But their song's pretty cool, but I mean, they just, yeah. they're a mysterious bird. Yeah, that's true. You know, I really like uh, the, the yeah. Scarlet Tanagers. Yeah. Ew. Um, in the in in breeding season, you know, in the springtime, when they got that beautiful scarlet color. Yeah. Black wings. Yeah, they're tough to beat. I mean, they're just a basic color pattern, too. Just bright scarlet red and black wings, you know, nothing crazy to them like a wax wing or a flicker, but... Yeah. But um, probably number two would be the kingbird. Yeah, it's they got a neat profile. Yeah, I just they're pretty neat birds. Yeah, and then I mean, you know, they're just always. I don't know. They feel like they're just always out watching. You know, huh. like you can see them. They'll land on one of those. Uh, like when those lamb ears get tall, you know. I mean, they'll land on anything that's mm-hmm. just like a pole, you know. But yeah, they're just always up watching and. Yeah, it's crazy because if you watch them for a minute, they'll somehow see a little tiny bug flying past them. Mm-hmm. They'll fly off their perch, grab <laughs> that bug, and then fly right back. Yeah, it's like man, or they'll fly off to their nest wherever they're at. Right. Yeah, they're pretty cool. But uh, number three, number three is tough because I really like the Orioles. I really like the Buntings. The flickers and the thrashers, but I would probably say number three is going to be the northern flicker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> number four, probably going to be the thrasher. I just like seeing them. Yeah, you know they are neat. <laughs> and then uh, number five has probably got to be the warbler. You mean the yellow warbler? Yeah, the yeah. yellow that yellow warbler. Yeah, they're just. Yeah. So loud and yeah, annoying. They, For as small as they are, the noise that yeah. they can generate <laughs> incredible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like seriously, you, you know, you you can have them pegged down in a bush and you're like, he's in there. Huh. And you sit there and you watch for five minutes. And then all of a sudden he flies out and you're like, Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. He, I thought he was on the other side, you know, I was Yeah. And then you always forget how small they are. Yeah. Their little white or black stripes down their yellow chest, you know. Mm-hmm. They're pretty cool. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I forgot about those. I haven't seen one of those yet. What about the... Uh, so when you're out bow hunting, or whatever, and you're in the tree stand, are those the towies that are flying around, always making that little... And then, you know, if you, it, it, flutter in their wings when they make the... Yeah. Okay. Yep. I do like yep. those, too, because they those keep are, you company. Yeah. They're, they're pretty nice-looking bird, too. Yeah. Yep. They always keep you. Yeah. They're you know, Like you said, they're like a chickadee. You know, they find you. Yeah. Especially <laughs> if you make any movement. They're curious as heck. They come right up to see what that movement's about. Mm-hmm. You know. And then they always make that little... That little... Yeah. Yep. You know. Like they're talking to each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's been times I've been bored out in the tree stand. I'll just make try and imitate it when I flutter my hand. Uh huh. And they key right in on that, and they come right up to you. You know, <laughs> pretty pretty close. I mean, be ten feet away from you, trying to figure out what the heck. Because at that point, they probably know you're not a bird, but they see the movement and hear the noise, and they're like, "What the heck?" Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. But you know the. Uh, I know it's hard to name a top five, because yeah. I'm going to rattle off a couple that you'd probably be like, ah, I should have snuck that in there, but like the redhead woodpecker. Oh, geez, yeah, I forgot. The kestrel. Yeah. Well, Screech owls. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I know. We have all those, and uh, those are all pretty neat. Screech owls are really cute. Yeah. The yeah. barred owl is pretty cool, too, but they're, I definitely prefer a screech over a barred. Uh-huh. You know? Those kestrels, though. They're, uh, yeah, they're really colorful. Yeah. Like yeah. the perfect gray blue fade, mm-hmm. you know, their stripes and everything. Really pretty. Yellow beak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, technically, they're a kite, right? They're not a raptor. Yeah, I think so. You know, but I mean, just they're, they're pretty neat. I, you know, you, you always see them on the wires, you know, and then they'll just. You see them when they're hovering over something, you know, they see a mouse or something else, another bird or something. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you know, they're going to dive down and, you know, I got it. <laughs> There's not many birds that can just hover like that, but that's one of them. No. Well, then you've got, you know, I think I've told you the story of that one. I watched hit the, hit the dove off your feeder hit. Oh, yeah, you did tell me that. But then you've got that, that type of feature where, you know, yeah, they're quiet when they glide through the woods or anything. You never hear them, but then they're also accurate when they're at full speed, where they can knock a bird out of the air. You know, yeah, not even knock it out of the air, grab it out of the air. Another mm-hmm. bird, which is making all these little zigs and zags and flutters to get away from it, mm-hmm. and they still, yeah, their reaction time is crazy. Mm-hmm. How about water birds? You got a favorite? Top, yeah, top three. Wow. Like wetland uh, water birds. Say, well, maybe you go to the ducks then. Does that count? Yeah, that counts. Okay, well then I think I love the wood ducks. You know, they're so pretty. So, mm-hmm. But as far as the wading birds or something, I, I don't have any really special. Now, there's I like a green heron. It's pretty neat. I like those. You see, but you see them along the river all the time. The the small one? Yeah, the small one. Yeah. You just. I th- I thought that was a night heron. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look it up and see, because maybe I've been uh, misidentifying them. 
Well, maybe it was me. I don't want to listen to it. Oh, no. You've, you're the one that was keeping the bird list for a oh, long time, yeah, so I, I trust you. I trust yeah, you. Yeah, but my memory's not what it used to be. <laughs> okay, so there's a night heron. I'm going to look up the green. Okay. Hmm. Let's see here. Green heron. Might take a second to load. <laughs> okay. So wood duck. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wood duck. The green heron. Oh, no, you're right. It is a green heron. Yeah. That's yep. the one I like. Yep. I've been misidentifying them. Green heron. Yeah. Yep. They're they're cool. Have you ever watched them try and like when they fish? Yeah. Hop down along the river. They'll just they, walk down a branch. Right? Yeah. Walk right down. Yeah. I've, yeah. They're pretty neat. I've, I've seen a lot of those. Mm-hmm. Yep, they'd, they'd probably be in my top three, top five. I guess another, I liked uh, egrets, the snowy egret. Mm, mm-hmm. Yep. But we never had them around here when I was growing up. You know, it was, I don't know when it was. It was a few year, quite a few years ago, but I remember seeing this one over on the, by Bridgeville. You know, we didn't know what it was, you know, and I mean, geez, I, I know they contacted some paper and they came down and took a picture of because it, it was such a rare you know, appearance for a bird this far you know really yeah that was i think i still got a little newspaper thing something about it where they took that picture you know that was it was quite a quite a big deal you know but now you know then they you know we have lots of them everywhere i don't know what you know you see them everywhere now but they're still pretty neat birds so that's all that goes yeah yeah, those egrets are pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Then you got the great big herons, you know. The, the blues? Yeah, the blue herons. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing special about them, but they're huge. So, I mean, you know, they're kind of neat. But you got your sand hills? Yeah, they're pretty. Yeah. I like the sand hill cranes, uh but I've seen them do a little mating dance. It's pretty, it's, it's kind of amazing. They do a little, <laughs> you've probably seen them many times, but I mean, you probably see them on TV do that. You know, you ever see them, what the hell? There's one place, oh, they, geez, they have tens of thousands of them. You ever seen that? I think South Dakota. Yeah, I think I've seen that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's pretty neat. But, you know, I've seen them do a little dance out here. I've had them out in my field, you know, one of them, just a pair of them. One of them would do the dance pretty much with them. Putting on a little display for the his mate, girlfriend. Mm-hmm. It's you know those. It's kind of interesting. You think about all the birds, all all the different kinds of birds. They all have these different little ways they can, uh, you know, <laughs> attract a female. You know, it's it's so different. Which you know, it's, which makes it pretty interesting. You know. Yeah, no, it does. I mean, you got your songbirds. They are all about their vocals. Yeah. You know, and then yeah. you got birds like the heron or the crane that dances. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you got birds like the turkey that's all about yeah. the combination of the strut and the colors. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and I see something on TV. It was some kind of a woodcock thing, you know, they were showing. You know, you could take people out where... You know, they show that 
the woodcock displays. You know, you can see it in the sky. You know, they used mm-hmm. to, we used to have them here. I mean, every year they would be here. You know, because I had a lot of water here, uh, salt and the swale. You know, but I got a lot of trees. Not not as much water, but used to have a lot of every year, every springtime they'd have the woodcocks come back, and you could hear them every morning and every night. They'd just be out there, you know, doing their little aerial <laughs> yeah. dance. I love that. I yeah. love that noise when they're flying around. Yeah, and then, you know. Yeah. Then they they'll be in a kind of a little dive when they make that noise, and they'll kind of quit, and then they go back up in a circle around, do that again, trying to attract a female. Then so when they go all the way to the ground, then they do that little. They got a little dance they do on the ground too, you know, a little head bobbing and they'll kind of pop up and down, you know. Yeah. So, and that was. Somewhere in Michigan, they do. They, they got. They take people out now. It was somewhere where they have a lot of woodcocks or something. So that'd be kind oh, of really? because I used to see that. I used to have a lot of nests out here. You could find them out here. They make those nests on the ground, you know. So. Mm-hmm. I kind of miss that because raccoons. Yeah, raccoons and possum. I get them all. Yep. Raccoons kind of. Yeah, wiped them out. I mean, they're still occasionally. I'll you know I'll hear one flying around out here. Yeah, or... It's occasional, yeah, but not. It wasn't very often. I mean, it used to be just constant. I mean, every day you could see, you know, be some out here. She says, well, I remember there was one fall, Rich and I used, my cousin Richard, he came out here one night. We was hunting, we went out in the swale hunting and woodcocks. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, there was so many woodcocks coming in just before dark, and we couldn't, you know, we couldn't get our guns. After we'd empty our guns, you couldn't, you know, couldn't get your guns loaded again before you have another opportunity to shoot. We were just shooting and shooting and shooting, you know, so. Really? Yeah. And we talk about that all the time. <laughs> she remember that time we went woodcock? We shooting all those woodcocks? I said, yeah, 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 I'll never forget that. That was the strangest thing. They just kept coming in and coming in like those dudes, like a big flocks of ducks coming in, you know, it's like. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Yeah. That was a. Yes, it's days like that that'll stick with you forever. Oh, yeah. You know? Yep. Remember the uh, Arctic Turn? Oh, yeah, that's right. You seen Was that last year or two years ago? I mean, went over to the, whatever, the Palazzo area over there, and they had the, those turns were over there. The first time I'd ever seen any of those. Yeah, well, it might have been pushing five or eight years ago now. There, But there's where it was just that one that we were watching fly around and dive. Oh yeah, yeah. And then now there's so a, a group of them out there. Yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of them over there every year now. But and yeah, and they never had those around here. You know. Yeah, that's over there. that's pretty neat. Watch them, and they're just flying around and all of a sudden. You know, you know just tuck their wings. Yeah, <laughs> like they're just falling out of the sky. You know, right? They, Fold I, them up and like. I mean, their strategy to it must be, but you know, it just looks like they're mid-flight and they just fold their wings up and give up. You know. <laughs> Yeah, and they're kind of neat looking too. I mean, it, you know, white and that black and that little that orange on them. And little, you know, yeah, bright orange beak. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they are. When you said wading birds, I thought you were going to say the, uh, the the plover or the piper. Oh. I haven't it, seen many of those around here in a while. Nope. You used to always have those out in the field. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Field would flood, and they'd be out there taking advantage of the free night crawlers and that, mm-hmm. and those ponds out there that would form. Yeah, haven't seen many of those around. What's that other bird that we used to see along the rivers there? You know, like 
not woodcocks, but all the snipes. Yeah, I couldn't. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, the snipes. Yeah, the snipes. They're a little bigger than the. I can't remember if it's a piper or a, or a plover now, but yeah, those snipe. They're a little bigger, but they're still pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Just watch them run. Mm-hmm. Run along the banks. You know, the closer you get to them, the further yeah, they run. Yeah, the faster they go. <laughs> yeah, with their little toothpick legs. Yep. Yep. Yeah, when uh, when you were talking about the woodcock, I was the first thing that popped in my mind is their beak to body ratio. Mm-hmm. You know, their yeah. beak. Jesus, yeah. I feel I feel like it's longer than their body. <laughs> yeah, they got to probe in the mud and stuff, you know, for worms and things. But I mean, there's got to be. That's got to be a lot of sensory in that beak because you know they're yeah they're burying their beak and muck and I can't imagine how many have injured it hitting a rock or yeah you know because that's a long beak yeah you know and basically if I remember right they're basically uh, fishing out like some of the I don't want to call them crustaceans because they're not but like the scuds and mm-hmm. stuff like that the the muck oh yeah. The, the muck bugs, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, if you reach down and get a hand of muck, you're going to get something out of there. There's always something in there, some kind of bug. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how they'd were how they separate that from the mud. Yeah, I don't know. You know, crazy. Mm-hmm. Crazy. No doubt they probably eat a little of that mud. Probably doesn't, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's got to go down to those birds, the bugs. <laughs> Actually, now that I think about it, it probably helps them when it comes to... Uh, Cause, you know, their crop or whatever, a little bit of grit in there. Yeah. I don't know if they have a crop like a turkey or chicken. Oh, how did I forget about a pheasant? Oh, jeez. Yeah, I know. Pheasants and quail. Yeah. Quail, yeah, pheasants and quail and grouse. Well, they still have a few pheasants around, but I was going to say we used to have quail, or we used to have grouse here too, because every spring we'd have a... I could hear the grouse drumming out here, you know, mm-hmm. a few years ago. Now there's no no grouse around. Well, you know what? I told you when DJ and I went up to trout fishing, he was up there. <laughs> we had a grouse, grouse go right across the road in front of us. Oh, really? Yeah. Just walked right across the road in front of us. And DJ said, well, I've never seen a grouse before. And he said, yeah, well, there, there, first there, one. There, there he is. One. Yeah, there he is. Yeah, well, you, I, I hunted on here well, years ago, you know. I Down just, here? Yeah. That's I didn't amazing. Know they're gone, you know. They're gone, and the quail are gone. You used to hunt quails too, but hunting grouse down here amazes me because I've never. Uh... Yeah, I mean, geez, that was that was. I loved that in the springtime. You know, they would do that little drumming. You know, you could sit out in the back and you know, boom, 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 boom. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was every spring we had them here. I wonder if that has anything to do with the cover because the river basically all the hardwoods out here has grown up to where it's just a huge canopy so i mean you can see right through most of the woods or if that's because of a lack of drumming logs or a little both you know i don't not even sure whatever happened why they i don't like the quail i just had some tough winters and it wiped them out you know there was the snow they kind of burrow under the protection to get out of the snow then the snow keeps snowing snowing they just get buried under there you know so kind of wiped out the quail yeah we used to have a lot of cubbies of quail around and we used to hunt pheasants and then you know you'd see those quail flying around but, yeah i remember uh 
jumping a cubby back by the rock pile in the backyard and just sitting down on the rock pile and then all of a sudden they start piping and they they i only saw one or two of them but you know they just come back together in a group you know they all scatter in different directions but they all mm-hmm. you know start piping and next <laughs> thing you know there's they're piping closer and closer together it's like wow yeah that's cool um, there was a couple years though i did get to kill one bob white in my life i think i got him with a pellet gun <laughs> but i do remember there was a couple years that there were uh just look outside in the winter out the window here and there'd be 20 30 quail under the bird feeder you know yeah. yep and then you watch them long enough and they wouldn't fly off, but they'd all start strutting in a certain direction, you know, toward a fence or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Yeah. I do miss seeing those. They're cute. Yeah. Yeah, it's too bad we don't have those anymore. But, well, there's, you know, a lot of birds around that we never had years ago, but then there's some that are gone and we don't have anymore, so. Like what? Give me a few. Well, I mean, you know, like the. Well, that's the one they're just talking about. I mean, there's no quail around or grouse in our area. You know, you have to go farther north. But when the pheasants are almost disappeared, I mean, you know, there's mm-hmm. lots of pheasants. But I mean, you know, just talking about the, I don't recall seeing many, very few Orioles when I was growing up. You might see one once in a while, but, or even a grouse beak. That was a rare time, you know. And even now, you know, we're just talking about the egress. I said, you know, that's the first, years and years ago, the first time I ever seen one here. And then, you know, now they, there's a lot of them here. Even coyotes. There was no coyotes around here. I mean, I know you're going into something different, but, you know. And, and who was I talking to the other day about, I don't know, seeing bears coming down closer, you know, going to be, mm-hmm. sooner or later, we're going to have bears <laughs> around here, you know, because they keep, you know, there was, that's just the way the things are changing. Turkey? Yeah, there was no turkeys around. Yeah, of course, let me introduce all the turkeys here. But I mean, it was, we had no turkeys when I was, you know, younger. Now, I don't know how long they've been here. They haven't been here that long, I guess. I don't know what year they introduced those turkeys when I went, and how long they've been, when, how long it took for them to become a honorable you know, game bird for us. Maybe since the 80s, something like that. Yeah, they, you know, they try to reintroduce the pheasants, some, a different kind of pheasants. I think it was the Sichuan, you know, it comes from China. But they didn't, that didn't pan out, so. Too much farmland. Yeah, well, that's the habitat's gone for them, yeah. That's what happened to them all. You know, no habitat, you know, and they need a, they need a, a year-round standing crop. That, you know, they get yeah. up in the corn, you cut the corn. Now they're scattered and uh, no cover, and they don't last. Yeah, well, even the crops they had years ago, like if you went down to cornfield, you, you know, I mean, they, now you can look one end to the other, you know, because there's no weeds in them. You know, mm-hmm. they, and before there was, be, you know, you had to cover through all those cornfields, you know, so, you know, just besides all of the, you know, the rest of the habitat that's gone that used to be there for them, you know, they... You know, the farmers have tore all the trees out and made farmland. Also, pheasants are gone. Yep. Gone forever, I guess. Yep. 
All that herbicide, or the, yeah, really? herbicide killing the yeah. the grass that would grow up between rows, takes <laughs> their cover, you know? All right. I mean, it's, honestly, it helps a lot when you're stalking deer. Yeah. But, <clears throat> you know, not only is it quieter, but you can see a lot better, but mm-hmm. not good for critters that, you know. Yeah. Yeah, everything has changed over time, you know, so. What about swans? Uh... There's probably always been swans around. I mean, you know, not many. You know, in certain areas you'll have them every year. I mean, not a lot, but just... Well, talking about, you know, some of the birds, like, you know, I've seen... uh, Oh, uh... Loons. I've seen loons over the crystal. Oh, yeah, yep. I mean, never seen loons years ago around here. They had to go way up north to find, you know, see a loon. You know, now... I forgot about the loon. They're one it, of my favorites. Yeah, loons are pretty neat. Oh, yeah, I love loons. They're so pretty, too. But, yeah, yeah, you, they'll show up around here. Now, there used to be... Loons would never be around anywhere around, you know... Uh, they have to have the... They didn't want to be around people, I guess, you know. They wanted their own... Hmm, secluded yeah they like secluded areas where the you know there's nobody around but them you know so they want to be the only inhabitants of the little area of the lake or pond or whatever it might be that's why they was always spoke far up north where there was Mm -hmm. but now you even see them around here not a lot yet but not you know no but they're around crystal lake oh yeah i've seen uh seen them on dock yeah it's weird too because you know they're they're a mix between a, I feel like a diver duck and something like a swan, because, I mean, obviously they're divers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can. But they don't have a beak like a duck, you know, and then you see them, you know, with their chicks or whatever, mm-hmm. and they carry them around like swans. Yeah, they're they, on their back. Yeah, yeah they put their babies on their back, and <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. But, you know, being more of a northern bird... I guess it kind of makes sense because I was actually telling Bree about this a couple of weeks ago. We went up to her mom's cabin in Harrison and we were out at night around the, I started a fire. Kia went to bed, the kids were sleeping. We were just outside roasting marshmallows and we heard probably like five, eight loons going oh. off on the lake and she was like, what is that? <laughs> I was like, they're loons, yeah. you know, and then it I put me down a rabbit hole because I was telling her, you know, that how cool I think they are, how much I love them, and kind of how they raise their young, having them on their back, you know, till they're big enough to <laughs> yeah. do their own thing. And took me down a rabbit hole because I started showing her like videos of mallards or whatever swimming with their babies, and a pike or a bass comes up and hits them. Mm-hmm. And it kind of made me think. I was like, you know what? Being more of a northern bird, where they're on water that's a lot more prevalent with pike mm-hmm. which is more of a predator i think than bass of you know larger prey like a duckling yeah. yeah i was like maybe that's just an evolutionary trait same with swans where they carry them around out of the water because mm-hmm. yeah to protect them against <laughs> yeah the adults are less likely to get attacked yeah you know and then i mean you even see it with turkeys you know they they don't carry them on their back, but they keep their poults pretty close to them. They all, you know, the mom will run, and then that poult, when they're tiny, 
We're yeah. almost right under them. Yep. And then you <laughs> think about it, it's like, man, hawks, you got death from above. Yep. And with loons, geese, ducks, you got death from below. Mm-hmm. You know, neither they're going to see coming. Right. So, yeah. I mean, just looking at that evolutionary yeah. trait is some of those ground birds versus, yeah. you know, obviously nesting birds, not as, they don't have the same... House cats get a lot of nesting birds because the babies fall out, don't fly very far. and Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's just something I was thinking about the other day that I thought I'd run by you because I was like, man, why, you know, they're a smaller bird, they're a duck, why do they do that? Are they technically a duck? <laughs> Good question. I don't know for sure. <laughs> I'm going to look it up really quick because is a loon a duck? Because their beaks, they don't have their, the duck beaks, you know, they look more like a tern. Uh, Because they live in the water, have webbed feet, and act like a diving duck, many people incorrectly assume that loons are ducks. Huh. So, let's see. Now it's going to make me click on the link. I hate that. I hate that. They're from the genus... Gavia, family Gavidae, or Gavidae. All right, so now I gotta look at this because mergansers are divers too, right? But aren't mergansers ducks? I thought so. Hmm. Yeah, let's see here. Etymology and taxonomy. Hmm. Yep, I'm not, uh, so I guess they're technically not ducks, but now it's taking me down a rabbit hole. I guess I'll try one more link. Yeah, they belong to a different family, but it's not, uh, I don't get the best service out here. I do not get the best service out here. Okay, here we go. Loon Teacher's Guide. Somehow I downloaded a PDF with 59 pages. <laughs> so that's going to take a second to find. Oh, oh no, page 7. Our loons ducks. Let me go right there. Because they catch fish and stuff. Don't most diver ducks like eat uh, milfoil and whatnot under the water? I don't know for sure what all they eat. I know they will. <clears throat> They'll eat fish. I don't even know that. Yeah, and we're talking about common loons. Yep. Not, uh, because I think there's red-breasted and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, there's a, yeah, a different one, red-breasted or whatever. I think that's what they call it. Hmm. Yeah, it's not saying. It is not saying page seven was a lie. <laughs> Huh. Well, let's see here. Yep. So, all it's telling me is they're in the family Gavidae. And then others are ducks, grebes, eagles, warblers, herons, owls, sparrows, crows, woodpeckers, etc. So, huh. they're in their own family. <laughs> well, they're kind of unique. Maybe. Maybe they're the only one in that 
family group. Yeah. While I'm here, I'm going to look up merganser. Is a merganser a duck? Oh, I guess they do. Okay. I think a merganser is a duck. Yeah, it is. It is. I was just thinking, I was trying to remember their bill because they seem pretty narrow, but I'm talking about hooded mergansers. Mm-hmm. But, well, let's see here. No? The hooded merganser might be a duck, but the red-breasted merganser is not a duck. Huh. Because they're fish, eater, fish eaters. Really? Which is piscivorous. So maybe that's why loons aren't considered ducks, is because yeah. they're piscivorous. Which I guess they're probably in the same family as like a cormorant then. Yeah. Could be, yep. Because cormorants will sit on the water. But, yeah. you know, they roost in trees and stuff. But, right. I mean, they sit on the water like ducks, but they also dive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just what they do. Yeah, they eat fish. Oh. Yeah, just about cormorants almost wiped out all the spurts up there. Oh. I forgot to name those islands there on the east of the Straits. Over by Drummond? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yep. for a while there, people were calling for a... Yeah, I know. Merganser yeah. season. Or not a merganser season, a comrade season. Yeah, that's, I kind of think they need one or something, man. They wiped out a lot of, a lot of fish. Me, personally, I think so, too, because never used to see them around here. No. And now they're all over around here. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, and they don't do very good on killing dogfish. They do really good on <laughs> killing bluegills and yeah. right. everything else. So, mm-hmm. I mean, even pike fry, you know. Yeah. Basically, all the sport fish they kill, <laughs> you know, they don't... I mean, I'm sure they catch, you know, fry carp and mm-hmm. all that stuff, but, you know, they don't really take care of the quote-unquote trash fish as much as they take care of the game fish. Yeah, and I was getting so many of them. I mean, you know, Jesus is making it worse and worse and worse all the time. So that's why they, that's what happened up north there when they just about wiped out all the perch fishing. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's been times I've been casting, you know, and they'll, they'll chase you <laughs> pretty close to the boat, you know. I mean, you won't even know. Because I'll be, you'll see them pop up on the water, maybe twenty, thirty yards away, and you're oh, casting. Yeah. Oh yeah. But then they'll pop up ten yards from the boat or ten yards from the bank, you know. Yeah. It's like that, that guy was following my, and they're quick. <laughs> you know. I mean, I know you've seen them dive, and yep. then it seems like ten seconds later they're fifty yards away. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they can go pretty good underwater. Do you know if they use their wings underwater? I think they do. I think I've kind of seen them like, you know, they kind of use, you know, kind of help propel them a little bit, you know, besides their feet and stuff. Maybe that's why they're so quick. Maybe. Huh. Side note, this just popped in my head. Last year, Ryan and I were uh, fishing above the dam in Alma. And uh, we're just sitting there shooting the breeze and you know how there's always a hundred ducks yeah right in there yeah <laughs> well they were they're always along that bank kind yeah, of yeah right well we were fishing on that bank and we spooked some out in the water mm-hmm. 
And, you know, they'd kind of feel out how far you could cast, and they'd be literally 10 feet beyond how far you could cast, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and every now and then you try and crank one out there a little further just to get them away from where you're dropping the yeah. spoon or crankbait in. Well, anyway, we're sitting there, and uh, actually we're, I was casting, and he was taking a break, changing changing his setup. And about 100, nah, maybe 80 yards, you know, they'd swam across the channel, and they were kind of up in the flats. Mm-hmm. There were probably 100 of them. And uh, all of a sudden, we just hear a commotion, you know, and we look up, and there's a male mailer, there's a drake with his head underwater, and he was trying to pull it out. Oh, really? Couldn't get his head out. Really? And we watched him for probably two minutes flap, couldn't get his head out. And, I mean, he was barely moving around, you know, Mm -hmm. and he died, and... For a while, we were thinking, probably Pike, mm-hmm. you know, but it would have been, because, you know, you could see them dabble, yeah. or whatever they do when they flip up, you know, and, yeah. and you, you know, you'd look out there and you'd see ten butts in the air, you know, and then yeah. a couple would come up and a couple other ones would dabble, or drabble, but, yeah, he couldn't get his head up, and uh, hmm. after he died, you know, we watched him for probably... 10 minutes, and there were some other ducks that were kind of acting up around him. But they ended up kind of swimming off, you know, and he just stayed in that one spot. And then just talking about it, we were like, oh, it couldn't couldn't have been a pike, because a pike's going to hit him and then dive with him. Mm -hmm. You know, he's going to hit him and then... So I don't know if maybe, (laughs) like, a snapping turtle, because it was shallow enough, you know, I don't know if maybe a snapping turtle hit him. Or maybe, you know, he drabbled his way up under something, which I can't imagine anything under the water that he'd get his head stuck in. Yeah, I know. That wouldn't be a freak accident. But, but the only wow, other... that's th- weird. Yeah, <laughs> the only other thing we were thinking is maybe a pike hit him, oh, yeah. and then all the other ducks around him spooked the pike, but he had already broke his neck or whatever, because... I mean, you know how a pike's going to hit something and almost take a 90 degree away from Yeah. Or a 180, you yeah, know. right. So maybe just that motion of grabbing his head and turning and snapped his neck or mm-hmm. whatever. That could have been, but that's weird. That's something to... Huh. Yeah, he just sat there on the water and Jeez. just talking it out. We're like, man, if it was a pike, he not only would have been gone in that one burst, you know, but... Yeah. Huh. That is weird. I never heard of that one before. Yeah, it was really weird. <laughs> yep, really weird. Poor duck, he didn't make it. No. Well, here in about a month, going to be uh, bluegills and, yeah. and panfish starting to bat up. Crappie and bass. Mm-hmm. You got any plans for the uh, early summer spawn? or? Well, I don't have any specific days, but I certainly plan on you know getting an opportunity to... Yeah, I love fishing for those, you know, well, everything, but I love the bluegill fishing when they're on the beds and stuff, you know, you can catch some really nice ones, a lot of fun, mm-hmm. catch them on you, like tackle and stuff, it's fun, besides good eating, oh. Yeah, delicious. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to remember, I was, just reminded me, just asking you that, I've got to uh, rewire your, uh, your boat this year. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah, get my, uh. 
That way your depth finder doesn't die because it's yeah the original. What year is, is your boat? Do you remember? I think it's an 85 or an 86. I can't remember for sure, but I know it's an old one. <laughs> so it's 35, 36 years, maybe 37 years of wiring. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it probably needs changed. That'll <laughs> probably help keep that depth finder on. Yeah. Have you uh, charged your battery or checked it to see if it's still got life? Oh, it's still got life, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to write that down so I don't forget. Yeah. I should have done that a month ago, honestly. That way it's ready to go, but mm-hmm. maybe I can knock that out this weekend's Mother's Day weekend, so. All right. Next weekend I'll have Kia. She probably won't mind coming out for oh, yeah. an afternoon while I do that so she can jump on the trampoline or whatever. <laughs> yeah, she'll never pass on that opportunity. No. No, I feel bad because, like I said, I haven't been able to get out doing any fishing and Usually I like to, like early crappies fun. Uh-huh. Haven't been able to really pursue any walleye in a while. I'd like to get out, do some early walleye. That's kind of coming to an end. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, obviously you can still catch walleye, but like the early. Yeah, yeah, those early know. runs in the river. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Didn't get to do any steelheading. Barely got to do any salmon. Did two days of salmon last year. <laughs> Yeah, you had an emergency. <laughs> emergency birth? Well, yeah. Oh, not even not emergency. emergency. No, I guess it wasn't an emergency, just an early one, I guess. You know, a surprise. <laughs> yeah, surprise. There you go, yeah. Was expecting her a month later, a month yeah. and a half later. Uh-huh. She came early. Yeah. Supposed to be a late November baby. <laughs> Thanksgiving baby, a turkey. Uh-huh. She ended up being a, not even a pumpkin, didn't even make it to October. No. Nope. Well, she did make it October, but late October. <clears throat> didn't make it to late October. Been shooting the bow? No. Crossbow? No. Nope. I haven't got to that. I noticed last time I was out here you had the uh, compound out. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't shot that much since you, last time you see it. I just got to get my peep sight adjusted so it'll stay where it's put it on, you know, because I have to keep straightening it out, so... Got a little issue with that. You say that's a Hoyt? Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Might have to just put a uh, bungee on it, on the string, uh-huh. to keep it from twisting when you draw. Yeah. Keep it yeah. keep it aligned. Mm-hmm. Which that's yeah, not, I that's mean, not you know, too working hard to most, do. I can, I can make it line up every, most of the time, but well, I have to do something. You know, I have to straighten it out before I put you know, draw my bow every time, so it's kind of a pain. Yep. Which, I mean, probably not a bad time of year to take it up to the bow shop and just kind of hang out for an hour. Yeah. Ask some questions, maybe get it restrung, see what they can do for you. Yeah. They might even be able to put a new... I've got a couple uh, ultralight peeps, different sizes. I've got, uh, I think, two spares, so if you need a new peep even, maybe we could hook you up with that. I don't know okay. if it would help. Yeah, maybe. I'd have to look at yours and see what size yours is, because I've got a small one that's blue and then a little bit larger one that's burgundy, and then the one I've got on the bow now is a little bit smaller. It's still burgundy, but it's a little bit smaller than the burgundy one. Mm. Can't remember the brand off the top of my head, but they might be able to figure help you figure that out as far as mitigating the twist. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah. So. And I'm assuming yours is at the angle, right? You've got an angled peep on it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you went to the old school where it's just that round disc mm-hmm. that's suspended in there, yeah, string twist wouldn't really matter too much, you know? Right. Whatever angle yeah. it'd be. But then you're looking through the string, this, you know, the strands. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you, how do you like your bow? Or, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I like it. I mean, just it's just just right. I didn't have to do anything. You know. Gonna try and shoot a deer with it this oh, year? Oh yeah, I'm planning on. I mean, I plan on uh, using that. Yeah, that's what I wanted. So I got to do a lot more practicing, but doing okay so far. You shooting uh, back tension release, or you got the caliper style? Yeah, I got. <laughs> Yeah. So, so far, it's working out. Shooting pretty good, but I gotta just get a little more tuned in. Mm-hmm. The muscles tuned in, right? So. Yep. I mean, once you start getting closer to the end of summer, just go out there and shoot one arrow at a time. Shoot, yeah. shoot one, put it down. Maybe mow a patch when you get back around to the backyard or wherever you're shooting. Pick yeah, it up. Right. You're going to shoot, shoot another arrow. <laughs> get back on the mower. Yeah. You got to take that one shot once, you know. Mm-hmm. Get used to making that one shot count. Right. You know. Yeah. You're only going to, yeah. Yeah. You're only going to get that one shot. You're not going to, oh, man. That wasn't really a good shot. I'm going to get another shot. Well, it's a little bit late after that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, it'll make you focus more, too, when you're thinking about Yeah, yeah, you got to remember, you only get one shot. You got to, oh, man, you got to really get tuned into that, make sure that shot's, you know, you let go of that arrow, baby, it's got to be there. It's got to be right. You still trying to shoot groups, or? Ever well, since? right now I am, yeah, because I'm, I haven't got to that point where I want to, you know, I'm just shooting more, just kind of getting more familiar with the bow and tune up muscles a little bit i was asking mainly because you've there was a while there where you were breaking knocks and robin hood and arrows shooting groups you know yeah (laughs) which gets costly yeah it does splitting shafts Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) start with a dozen then you get to the season you got four arrows yeah (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I don't really have too much else. I got a dream, a dream fishing trip. What if you were to pick a dream fishing trip? Where do you think you would take it? Oh, a dream! I could go anywhere. <laughs> yep. Well, oh. fishing trip of a lifetime. You got a Jeez. week to go wherever. Probably, I don't know. You know, I, I've always wanted to go Alaska, you know, but now there's so many places. I still just like to go to Alaska just because I just like to, you know. Four? How? Four what? Like no, four. Go oh, to four? Alaska for salmon, halibut. What are we talking? Probably salmon fishing, you know, that would be. Okay. Yeah, but. Catch a grayling? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> 
not many places that do that anymore. I used to have them here in Michigan, but... Yep. The river logging yeah. took that out. The yeah. river logging industry. Yeah. Yeah, Sabo. Yep. Yep, floating logs down a river. That ruined a lot of... Uh-huh. A lot of stuff. Yeah. You know, it's... That's the way they had to do it, I guess, then, you know. You didn't have the transportation we have, so... You have to do use what you have. That's what they did, and didn't do the grayling any good. But. <laughs> no. So going to Alaska, huh? Pursuit of salmon. Yeah, I think so. That would be awesome. All right. For some reason, I figured. Uh, I, I thought like Patagonia or something. You know, those places like those wild places. Those are... Yeah. It's kind of where I thought you were going to go, Patagonia or Antigua. Yeah. Well, I guess I'd only said, you know, Alaska, because, you know, all those years when I was younger, you know, that was always such a fascinating place that, you know, always wanted to go there, so. Yeah. I guess that would be probably where I'd choose, just to, you know. It's probably a lot different now than it was years ago, because there's so many... You know, so many more people there and stuff. You know, it's not quite as the same as it was. Most wild rivers, you know, there's, you know, it's almost like going seabed fishing. Some of these rivers around here, it's almost like, you know, side by side or something. You know, you got people sitting yeah. on both sides of you or something. You know, well, I, I mean, like there's, the, I like the peace and quiet where you got, you know, you got lots of space for yourself. You, you do your own thing. What kind of salmon would you pursue? Well, I don't know. I guess it'd probably be king salmon. I guess probably, you know, going after the chinook. Oh, go after the big ones, yeah. Yep. I mean, there's some huge ones up there. That would be some you know, <laughs> thirty pounders, probably average oh, up there. Yeah, that would be awesome trying to catch one of those. And it's a true pelagic coming in from the ocean. Yeah. So you know they've they've got a lot more food than the Great Lakes. Size of salmon really depends on the alewife population over a certain three five year period, depending on what's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of depends on how big they're going to get. Mm-hmm. How much food they have to eat. So. Yep. Yep. Salmon, huh? King salmon. Well, I guess if you got... Well, I guess they do run at different times. You know, I thought maybe you were uh, leaning towards sockeye or chums even, but the chum salmon, I guess, they say they're not as good to eat as everything else. Yeah, I wouldn't know for sure, but I've heard that same thing. Yeah, I think that's kind of where their name came from. They used them for chum and dog food, (laughs) you know. Yeah, I guess that tells you something. I am. But I've heard of like you know the pink salmon. They have those runs in Michigan, you know, about every I don't know two, three years or something like that. One on the St. Mary's. Yeah, and then they I guess they're a lot of fun to catch, but there's lots of them. But I just don't think they're great eating fish. But I mean, you know, I don't eat, I don't fish to eat them anyway, you know. So yeah, good old. Good old salmon. Yeah. Fun. Right. And then you got the 
the reds, the sockeyes. I've never had a sockeye. No. Or a pink, I guess, other than out of a can. Yeah. <laughs> but, yep, that would be fun. Like I said, get some sneak some grayling in and. Well, yeah, there's lots of different fishing fish I'd like to fish for, but that just happened to be one. Yep, and that's a beautiful place to do it. Stand down the river, see some grizzlies and some moose. Yeah. <laughs> Mountains. Well, you could go to Mount Wyoming or, or I mean, you know, Montana or something, you know, fish in the, those famous rivers out there, you know. That Cutthroats. Yeah, there's a lot of nice trout rivers there. It would be neat fishing in the mountain areas. Yeah, I always love when they show a picture of one of those trout streams with just one dude standing in it, but it looks like he's in the middle of a grass field. <laughs> you know? And yeah. then in the background is a mountain. Uh-huh. It's like, man. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Literally, it looks like a field of grass and yeah. then a beautiful river running through it. Yeah. You know, dude did some work to get out where he's at, but yeah, yeah, you know, get away from the accessors, or maybe he floated a boat down and walked upstream of it, mm-hmm. took the picture where he's secluded. But mm-hmm. yeah, there's some pretty, <clears throat> pretty streams out there. Oh yeah. Um, just had a buddy from work on Jace, and he was talking about wanting to catch a bull trout. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, even a golden trout in its natural habitat would be... Yeah, that'd be awesome. I mean, I <clears throat> I do have that one under my belt, but that yeah, was a, I know. That I was was a fluke. You, you caught one. <laughs> I was with you that time. You know, I know, we didn't know what to do with that thing. So, what the heck is that? <laughs> yeah, that was a fluke, though. I'd like uh, to catch one where they yeah. naturally reside. Right. I don't even know if they're naturally residing, because they might be introduced. I know they're introduced here, obviously, but... Uh-huh. It's like the brown trout. That's a German trout, but yep, they're all over. Yeah, those are all introduced here, I think. Well, Germany, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's where they came from. That's what they call them, German trout. Yep. Yep. Well, how about a dream hunting trip? We can end on <laughs> we can end on this if you want. Well, I can't do it anymore. But I always used to dream about. Elk hunting, you know, but I couldn't deal with the, you know, all the elevation walking and stuff anymore. But that would be, if I could, I would like that would be a <coughs> good dream hunt. But I mean, you could always pack in on mules. Well, if I had somebody to do it like that, yeah, that would be awesome. I mean, geez, if you want to go for dream hunt, I mean, I'd go real big if you're gonna just let me say yeah. anything. I'd yeah. go for it. Safari in Africa, you know. I go for the big mm. five or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean that would be awesome. Yeah, that would be uh, <laughs> that would be fun. I mean, you know, I guess it really depends. I'd like to shoot a a wildebeest or a kudu. Yeah, I'd really want to know. How good they are to eat, though, because something that big, you know what I mean? I'd want to be bringing it home to eat it. I wouldn't necessarily just want the cape or the horns. I mean, I know they donate everything anyway, and all that money goes back into the yeah, reserve, so it's not a right. 
you know, it's you not can, a yeah. bad thing, but it'd be hard to get to let some heat home all the way from you know, you'd have to use I don't know, what you dry ice or something, but keep it all probably freeze it. Well yeah, but you gotta keep it frozen somehow, but yeah, you wouldn't be you wouldn't be transporting it. It'd have to be a yeah. service or something, you know. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'd have to get it some. Yeah, couldn't take it on a plane with you. You'd have to get it shipped <laughs> on a, some kind of. A, <laughs> yeah, well, that would be. I, I tell you what, it just you know, not even uh, just a safari. You know, just to be to go to Africa and look at all wildlife. Yeah, I think that would be amazing. Just hear the sounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Get out of North America. And right, yep. I mean, there's a lot here to hunt. I mean, even mountain goats, I wouldn't mind doing a goat hunt, but so dangerous. You know what I mean? <laughs> Being up there on the mountain, you're walking on scree and <laughs> looking over thousand-foot ledges. People die almost every year doing it, you know? Yeah. You start sliding, you don't stop until you land somewhere. Oh, I know. Yeah, but I'd like to just be looking at the side of a mountain, knowing that I can't even walk on it, and then watch a goat run on it. You know, that's amazing. Yeah, you see them running up and down, running on the side of those things, and it's like, geez, what's it? About eighty degrees is almost straight up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you know they gotta take a tumble. There's gotta yeah, be you, some that tumble. It's gotta happen. You know, you know. But like even the ibex. You know, yeah. over in Afghanistan. Yeah. My God, that would be a good one too. But how would you ever kill one when they're yeah. literally standing on a wall? Yeah, I know how you get to them. Has to be some really long range shots. <laughs> well, that. But how do you recover it? Yeah. You know, it lands. Well, By the time it lands, it's is mush. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Crazy. Yep. I wouldn't mind actually. I know it's weird. I wouldn't mind killing a crocodile. Huh. Yeah, well, I wouldn't either. I mean, I don't know if that would. I kind of. I don't like crocodiles, so I wouldn't mind shooting one. <laughs> no, I. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't know about how they would taste. I know alligators oh. not too bad, but. Oh, crocodile! Yeah, I was thinking. Yeah, crocodiles are huge. Yeah, bigger than alligators. Yeah. I, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Just thinking of Africa, you had me thinking. Yeah. Of all the big game over there. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this: Would you ever be able to shoot a baboon? <laughs> no, I don't think I'd ever shoot a baboon. Because <laughs> they do, th- they do do bamboo hunt or they bamboo, do. I was baboon say, I hunt. I didn't. I'm just gonna ask you: if it's, Is it legal somewhere to shoot a bamboo? Yep. Wow. Yep. There's a. Uh, story of a guy can't remember who tells it but he arrowed one might be steve rennell again he arrowed one and he shot it and it reached back and i mean it was screaming but it reached back and grabbed the arrow you know and he was like that's a little too close to yeah to me for me you know (laughs) yeah that's why i said i could never shoot that balloon that's you know not right. No. Um, actually, before we kill it here, I'm going to look up this video to show you, and I want to get your reaction on it. Uh, 
I want to get the actually the actual name of it. Let's see if I can find it here. Okay, let me see. It's a Cayman. And this this kid is walking along the riverbank. And uh there's this boat running down the river. And they run up on this kid that's getting backed up against the riverbank by a caiman. And they I was actually gonna save it for uh the three brothers because I wanted to it's one of the uh we wanted we're gonna show each other a couple videos on the next three brothers and we don't really have a anything in particular we want to talk about but I saw this video a couple weeks ago and I was like man okay let's see if it'll load but it's 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 called oh of course the video is called Cayman has a kid cornered and at its complete mercy extremely lucky the boat turned up and I don't know if it's gonna play it's gonna take a second alright let me make sure this is gonna play for you but yeah I mean this Cayman is probably I don't know how big they get but it looks like it's 15 foot alright Go ahead and hit play on that. On the bottom left there. I mean, they came Holy up. Holy crap. They came up at the right moment. Jesus. <laughs> Wowie. Man, holy crap. Ah. Can you imagine? Yeah. <coughs> and that kid was so calm. Yeah, Jesus. How could he do that? I mean, he, you know. I thought the same thing, but if you're born and raised in that area where you know the dangers of walking along the river, maybe he was just, uh -huh. maybe literally the moment that guy's filming, he was making his peace <laughs> because that kid yeah. was calm. Yeah. Oh, man. And maybe that's another thing is, you know, yeah. maybe if you don't move, you stand there like, yeah. you know, if a deer catches you. Yeah. Oh, man, man. Maybe if you stand there for two hours and don't move, he won't attack you. Jeez. <laughs> wow, yeah. Holy crap, he's not moving at all. No. Yeah. And that came in slowly. Yeah, it's yeah. closing distance. I mean, he's two, yeah. two foot, three yeah. foot away from him tops. Yeah. He's right there. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that man. video and I was like, wow. <sighs> That's scary. Yeah, that's one of the ones I, I got to show Greg and Brandon <laughs> on the next three brothers because Jesus. I don't think they've seen it. And I mean, that's no small. He's not even three feet. He's probably a foot and a half away from that kid's foot. Yeah. Like it looks like his snout is on that kid's foot. But yeah, called Cayman has a kid cornered and at its complete mercy. Extremely lucky the boat turned up. Wowie. Yeah. Just a monster. Yeah, it is. Jesus. Whew. Man, kid's lucky. Yeah. Man, man. <laughs> he can have a story to tell the rest of his life. Yeah, as, as long as he gets to tell it. 
Yeah. You know, if he has to go back down and check fish traps or whatever he yeah, was doing. Yeah, I don't know what he, he was went, doing on there. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Looks like, oh, man. That was, that was scary. <laughs> yeah, I saw another video of these guys that were camping on a beach in a tent. And they woke up in the middle of the night. I'll see if that one will post really quick, and then we can call it. We're, we're almost at three hours. Wow. But they're, he's camping on the, or these guys are camping on beach, and, uh, camping on beach that's what i'm putting in to google right now surrounded and they end up being surrounded by crocodiles <laughs> maybe it's alligators jesus let's see i'm gonna put in surrounded by crocs first see what happens i'm actually surprised i'm getting service out here usually i can't uh oh, okay it's alligators let's see if this one will play Campers surrounded by hundreds of alligators. That's what the video's called. Well, then it says, Moment camper wakes up to find a nest of crocodiles trying to get in his tent. So, I don't know. <laughs> Some sort of crocodilian or whatever they are. Because aren't alligators technically called crocodilians, too? I wouldn't know. That's something. I never heard that one, but it's possible. I don't know. I would Google that. but Actually, is your phone within reach? Mine's lagging pretty hard. Oh, I don't yeah. want to keep dragging this out. Once. No, my phone is about dead, so I put it on a charger, so it's in the Oh, back. okay. All right. Then, yeah, we'll see if this will... I'll just talk for a second while this is loading. Yeah, I can't imagine. That's scary thinking about that one, too, man. I can't imagine <laughs> waking up and open up the tent door and staring at a crocodile or alligator. Jeez. Yeah. That'd wake you up in a hurry. Yeah, not a fan. Uh, well, if you was a little drowsy, I'll tell you what, you'd be, <laughs> you'd be wide awake in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah, instantly. Of course, this is going to try and play an ad, and I can't get it to load. Is What is that I'm hearing? Uh, tree frogs? Are those tree frogs I'm hearing? I don't know, your hearing's better than mine. I can't Hold hear. on, let me turn your... Huh. You hear it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I think it's tree frogs out there. Huh. All right, so this, this ad is playing, so maybe after this ad I can show you. Yeah, it sounds like tree frogs. I They must have been out for a minute, but I just picked up on it. Birds are gone. Mm-hmm. A little past dark. There was that last last minute rush as usual on the bird feeders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, Dream Hunt, Alaska would probably be one of mine. I don't know if I'd want to go for a moose for my number one. Or uh I mean I would probably say moose. Just because they've always kind of, always kind of been tantalizing to me. But you know, you say Africa, and it makes me think again of like a kudu, or you know, any of those, like a springbok, anything like that. Any of those gazelle types out there. You know, I don't even know if they're considered gazelles, cervids. But uh, New Zealand pops in my head too, red stag. Oh, yep. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Or uh, uh, Sika Deer. Are those the ones that scream? <laughs> they sound like... I, I couldn't tell you. I, wouldn't, I don't know what, what anything about that. Yeah, I think those are the ones that sound like uh, some dude out in the woods just... Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, this isn't going to play. I'll have to show you after. But, all right. Well, did you have anything you'd like to say to the people? Oh, uh, not really. I mean, you know, just enjoy uh, the conversation. Likewise. Okay, good. Likewise. All right, well, I know it's been a couple of weeks since we've been able to sit down and do this, but I'm yeah. hoping uh, hoping I'll be able to schedule you in here, maybe not next week, but the week after, if you're not doing anything and, you know. Oh, okay, I hope we have something to talk about then, like um, my fishing stuff or my little trip here. I mean, we can yeah, we can talk, something interesting. talk about your trip, hopefully find some Uperlites. Yeah. Like I said, I'll have to get you a list of waterfalls and stuff, and then, uh, okay. worst case, you just update us on what's been going around, on around the house. Yeah. Maybe you all kill right. a turkey, talk <laughs> us through that, you know? Yeah. But, all right, well, till then, I love you, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, I love you too. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Whistlepig. If you would like to support this podcast, please like and subscribe rate and review, and follow on social media at Whistlepig Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble. You can email questions or comments to whistlepigpodcast at gmx.com. That's G as in girl, M as in man, X as in x-ray.com. And until you hear from me again, get outside, take a kid with you, and stay free.